Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to be here to tell you what's going on in the wacky world of sports. Coming to you from the house that happens, sponsored by Shoei's Bar and Grill. The only place to be in suburban Etobicoke and right now only eight minutes away from the Canadian Open going on with a lot of great entertainment and crazy things that are going on, which we will continue to explain to you. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to tell you about the iconic, insidious, and insane things that are going on in this crazy world we call sports. How you doing, buddy? I am very glad it's the weekend. It was a very hectic day, a hectic week at work for I me, don't, so. I agree, too. It really ruined last night. I want to apologize to the boys in Zapology for not getting out to Avenue Road. I heard they did a crazy show, but I give a bigger shout-out to the people at Classic Albums last night who did Prince's Purple Rain. My granddaughter went and she's not really knowing a lot about Prince, came away blown away, which was really cool. That is cool. I'm a big Prince guy, so that's, that's awesome. good to hear. And she and then she had to realize we told her at that very same venue, Massey Hall, when I 20 some years ago, um, me and Gail, my wife, one of our first shows was Prince at Massey Hall. It was one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's really cool. Considering I've seen Prince about 10, 12 times. But... And Prince is a big basketball fan. Is he really? I know he's a big football guy. He's a big Viking guy. And I, yeah, and I, yeah, and I also heard he had a fantasy team, which he had under some burner label, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. I don't understand burner labels. You're going to tell me about that now. But speaking just, of... Just like an alias, basically. Yeah, so that means yeah. you get on and lie. Oh, you just say, I'm, I'm this person, even though you're not. Okay, so anyways... Which, I, when you're a celebrity, you know, maybe... You I'm know. not a celebrity status just quite yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we build this house into when a mansion. When we build this house out there, I want to give a big shout-out to my friend Glenn Lacuvi, who I did not let anyone know that you can only turn 60 once... <laughs> and that's what he did. So out there in Burlington, which I've often called Mississauga Light. <laughs> kind of true. You, thank you very much. <laughs> now that we know that, we might go out there for the uh, that festival on the beach, but we'll know about that later. More Italians in Burlington, though. Is there? Yeah, they built the uh, Burlington Bridge. Oh, that's right. Come to think of it. And, and when, when we're sitting with a Milani, yeah. you, should, you, you know your history. I like that. Speaking of history... What do you think, what kind of historic event are we going to get out of the Stanley Cup final after that crazy win by Florida the other night? I thought they were dead in the water. I thought so too, I, but I stand by, like, I think that's going to be their only win. This kind of like, this final is reminding me a lot of 2007 when it was Anaheim, Ottawa. Oh, right, right. And like, and Ottawa looked really outmatched against Anaheim that time, and Florida looks really outmatched against Vegas this time. Oh, you know, the thing about it is I'm just finding Florida is doing too much of that, um, sharpen your elbows stuff because it yeah. doesn't seem they have the uh the, skill. Find, the yeah. skill the skill you know what i mean and like you so you pointed out and i noticed that and even one of the announcers was talking about the other night the 12 deep forwards on vegas is oh, yeah. wearing people down man like you know what they and they're big boys oh yeah coming at them consistently they got a great third line a great third and, line. And a lot of people forget that Phil Kessel, and he's a healthy scratch. Oh, he can't even I forgot make the, about that. He can't even make the lineup. There you go. I forgot about that. Wouldn't it be great if he got in at the last minute? But he's got his rings anyway. Uh, well, he's going to get his name on the cup if they win anyways because he's played the 25 regular season games and one playoff game, so, so he's, he's qualified. Good. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad. For a veteran like that, that's the way it is. So what are you saying tonight? What are we getting tonight? My, my prediction is who wins tonight wins the Stanley Cup. I mean, I saw. Well, I think history Vegas is says it. that. <laughs> okay, I'm not, but I've been on the fence. You know what I mean? Because I sure. can't pick a team, and we're in the Southern Belt and all that other stuff. I'm, uh, I'm of the belief because history has said in these situations, especially in a two, um, in a, especially when we're we're in their house now. Mm -hmm. So they got to win to keep it going. 
Right. Okay, and how many times has people come back from 2 nothing? Not a lot. So suddenly if they win tomorrow, it's a best out of three. Florida's, win tonight, yeah. Uh, tonight. And, Florida, and then what are they going to go? They're going to go to straight down Goon Road. <laughs> sure. You know, and hope Bobrovsky stands on his head. Because it wasn't Bobrovsky. He's got to be, if they win, he's now. Sorry, Kachuk. If Florida does win this Stanley Cup, the Russian gets the con smite. How did he make some saves the other night? Yeah. He was looking the other way and the puck hit him. Yeah, he it definitely looked like some of the Bobrovsky magic was back that was oh, not there in games no, no, one no, and two. No, 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 no. Okay, but maybe you know what? You got to realize too, like how much weight has the guy lost? He really realized Bobrovsky's not really a big guy. No, he appears to be. What's he sitting at now? Maybe 170 pounds. Because, you know, you lose how much weight in the playoffs and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So maybe, you know, like the dehydration and all that stuff. And uh, But, I mean, if he he's going to steal this if, if they do. I don't if really care. I don't really care. You know what they say is it's better to Florida wins because I was talking to some people last night and they were scared because why did Vegas not get any teams for all these years? Oh, because of gambling, they're going to buy a championship. So are we going to hear this now every time Vegas wins something, they buy a championship? I think they're getting a championship uh, because of Stone, Eichel, uh, Barbashev, yeah. oh, the sure. goal. Come on. I mean, they, they definitely uh, had the rules go their way in terms of the expansion draft. But, I mean, this team's just done it right. They built it up. It's And it, they've completely changed who's on the team. We talked about this oh, before. Yeah, There's only yeah, like yeah. six McPhee's or seven guys. Very, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what it is? And, and that's what I'm saying about my model to build which we'll talk about just in, in a few minutes about the, the whole hockey thing when we get to the end, is that um, the way he built it, I, I, they got a little tighter in the Seattle situation. Mm -hmm. But I think you alluded to this previously, which I was thinking about a lot, okay? If you got the eighth best player from every team, some of those eighth best players were the third best player in another team or a sixth yep. best player. You know what I'm saying? So when you get the right guys together and make sure they all can have skate and have grit, but like, and then the funny thing is, was that like with all these deals that they cut, like Minnesota yeah. gave them two pretty good players, and Florida gave oh, them yeah. two, two two pretty good players. They're still there, Marsha Show and yes. uh, Riley Smith. Yes, especially the Marsha Show. That that was a that was a good score at the time, which tells you, which I'm gonna say, big shout out to George McPhee because I never thought he got his due in Washington, and now if he gets the cup, I would be happy just for him. But the personal relationship I had with his uh, brother all the time, who I thought had the greatest radio voice of all time, and didn't use it, but that's another story. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with this. Vegas has, does have more talent. They look like the better team. I can't believe how Florida pulled it out, and then they got that weird goal in overtime. Yeah. I think if that game had gone another three or four minutes, Vegas was winning. I yeah. I thought it was too, especially, but uh, you know when Vegas is, here's Vegas' biggest problem. Let's if they it. had a real power play, this series would be over. I mean, that's a problem for both teams. <laughs> well, you know what? Then, then someone's going to tell you, oh, look at how great the um, penalty killing is. Mm -hmm. you got to get a power play goal sometime. That's why it's called an advantage, right? Yep. So what Florida's going to do is they're going to take the chances of eating a couple of penalties tonight. That's a dangerous game to play, though. Well, against Vegas' power play? Um, they're going to score eventually, law of averages. Well, that's I, I agree, too. So, But if I'm coming out tonight, and if I'm, I'm Florida, I'm hitting everything in sight. I'm Con I'm Connor Mc McGregor <laughs> punching the mascot in the head in the Florida <laughs> oh game God. knockout. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm coming out. Like, what? what is, how else is Florida going to win? I mean, that's really their only bullet that they got. It, yeah, they they got to play with that goonery. Yeah, they got Which, play. by the way, can I just say, I'm just so sick of Sam Bennett. Oh, like, that's why I'm still having trouble cheering for Florida anymore. Oh my God. Every time he comes on the ice, I think he comes on with a club. He goes, like, not exactly, like, headhunting, but he goes, oh, like... Oh, he's borderline. Yeah. Bro, 
See some of the shit. Like I said, remember I said they skate with their elbows up? Mm -hmm. He's number one. And oh, Reinhardt's yeah. getting that way too. Like, what did Reinhardt become this tough of a guy? I thought guy? he was supposed to be like this little skilled playmaker, you know? No, like, he's going out there like he's got a freaking club. And, I, yeah. and and all the defensemen, you know what I mean? Like, except for Montour. But they hit him back. You yeah. see what Vegas is doing? Because some of the Vegas, like, I think right now, Barbashev, that, the winger, I think he, every game I notice him both ends of the rink now for Vegas. Yeah, like, he's hitting everybody. Yeah, because he's going, okay, you listen, guys, if we don't, like, Eichel ain't hitting nobody. No. Okay, so and Stones is sneaky dirty, but this Barbashev guy nailed somebody. He hit Montour the other night. Would be when he went in there. It was a clean hit. Yeah, it was a clean hit. So I'm saying as long as the clean hits are good, so as Vegas keeps hitting back. Yeah, I mean they're kind of taking a page from uh, the Florida playbook where you see Matthew Kachuk. He's always going after Petrangelo. So oh yeah, they're always going after the defenseman. Right? Exactly. Why not? But you know what? They all fair in love and war. Yeah. Correct. But uh, oh yeah. You know, and and what I'm saying is that. What this steals to me personally is we're very close to having some high-level games. Like, think back in the playoffs now, like some of the Toronto-Tampa games, the um, the, the Ranger-Jersey mm -hmm. games, even the Jersey-Carolina games. We had a speed and a pace to some mm -hmm. of those games that really emphasize the greatness of hockey. I think Florida is pulling down that <laughs> quality of hockey in a desperate way to win, maybe. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, and the big question now is just, you know, they're, can they come back, you know? Tonight's the game. Yeah. If they win tonight, I say if Florida wins tonight, they win the cup. Because what Ooh. they're going to do, because, no, they'll just demoralize because Vegas will be thinking, well, we're going to go back home. Game five will be everything. What if they go back there and steal again? Yeah, they lose, yeah. Then they're yeah, in they the lost game five to Dallas. That's true. But, I mean... I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't have that much faith in Florida. I mean, I think this is a little bit too little too late with that uh, overtime winning game three. And I also think that they're burnt out. Like, that. look at the trail they came. The Boston, Toronto, Carolina. That's a gauntlet. Oh, damn right it is. That's three of the best teams. Three of the four of best teams in the league, yep. uh, points-wise. Maybe they've just run out of gas, give them their credit. I'm just saying that I'm disappointed in the fact that it takes away from the quality of play. Because I'm, I'm only watching because yeah. I'm a fan. I got no horse in this race. Yep. But I will give you credit because you said Vegas in five. And if that happens, I sat in the fence. I've said nothing. This is the first <laughs> prediction I've made because I'm such a coward. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's uh, we see, we've seen this happen a few times in the finals, though, where it's like it kind of ends, ends with a whimper rather than a bang. My Habs two years ago. Yeah. You know, like it just that's just the way it happened. I think the, play, the finals last year was a little bit more competitive. You know, uh, Colorado, that guy, I mean, they won in six, uh, right? I mean, there were some games where Tampa Bay didn't look like they belonged in the series. Well, no, because they ran out of gas at the end. They were the yeah. same thing. Like, you know, like they're going to get over there. Like they could have, and there's three years in a row going to the finals. Yeah. So we, we give them that. Like, but a couple of those games played on a high level because Tampa could, could skate. But, like, but then again, said, it was a too little, too late situation. Because, uh, like, the uh -huh. first two games, I, like, I want to say, like, Colorado was just, like, blowing them out of the building. Like, um, there was, like, a 7 3 like game. Bobby Orr. Yeah. Yeah. That 7 like 3 game, yeah. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah, you don't often see that in the finals. I, you know what, though? What would we, we expect tonight? What if um, the wheels fall off and Aiden Hill gets a little shaky? Because he's been solid. But I don't I'm see the wheels falling off for him. He's been very, very good. Okay, he, but he's, he's been he's a Conn Smythe uh, he in contention. He, he yeah. got, but I say Marcia so will be the guy. right now. I think it's Eichel. Eichel. Nah. Nah. I, I think as Eichel does a lot of the little things well. You know, he's the guy he gets going, hit good. What? He gets hit good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was a scary play. So it's if you perfectly haven't seen, perfectly illegal. Uh, oh, agreed. So if you haven't seen it, uh, 
Matthew Kachuk just caught Jack Eichel with his head down. Oh. And, like, it was weird the way Eichel Shoe fell, gazing. where he kind of, like, fell forward. And, like, people were saying, like, oh, the way he kind of went down just kind of made it worse, basically. Yes, yeah. I think Because I think what I think was that when he was in the moment, he's just thinking, like, okay, just get down. Because yeah. he's, he's thinking about the neck, obviously, right? The yeah. injury. Oh, yeah. And that's the way he fell, too. And if you realize, he's seen him a ne- half a nanosecond. Yeah. Like, he's seen him, but it was way too late yeah. then. But he, so he went into a defense mode, which was kind of weird. But that kind of falling usually leads to saying concussions, which yeah. he wasn't. Because Eichel's a big boy. Oh, yeah. And you know what he, and what he said after the game? I give him credit. Would he say something like clean hits or clean hits? Oh yeah, and yeah. I went. I liked the guy because I always thought he was a bit of a bitch for a while there. But well, he was not. gaining that reputation. Yeah, but he's, he's he's shedding it. He's shedding it here in the playoffs, especially when you take a hit like that and you mm-hmm. get back up and you're on the net. What he, he never he missed a shift, did he? No, no. And I, I think I, he was like in the dark room for a little bit. Or I don't even gave him the yeah. smelling salts. Yeah, and then yeah, they're like, and, okay, and, okay, we're good. Let him back out there. But uh, back to the con Smythe debate. So. Uh, Elliot, and, Elliot Friedman and uh, Jeff Merrick's podcast, they brought up an interesting point where, the, in their opinion, and they're very plugged in, so with, when they say, like, there's five guys that are in contention, I say these are the five guys that are in contention, Oh, I right? agree. Agreed. So they say it's coming down to Eichel, Marsha Show, Mark Stone, uh, Petrangelo, and Aiden Hill. That's too many guys with too many voids. But, I mean, there's not there's not that obvious favorite, though. That's the point, right? Okay, and so, for the consmite, so you only get three, you get three votes. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. But who's voting? It's the writers. Okay, the writers. So what they're doing is it's like the polls in Toronto right now. Everyone's saying that Olivia Chow is going to win because they're telling you that. Sometimes I think, like, Elliot Friedman, they're telling you that because they want you to go there. Because five's too many to me. I see. No, I agree. About. But I oh, mean, by the way, big shout out to Merrick. I like him. I like both of them oh, a lot. Yeah, He's I got like the Merrick's got the Toronto Toros thing in his oh, background. Yeah. Oh, I think it's, that's it's pretty great. cool. But I like his takes on it. He's not too bombastic and he's well informed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, like I will eventually, like I'm saying in the next week, we're going to try to invite people on. He's one of them. I'm going to get John Crick on here. You watch. Okay. Said, I'm going to do my best to get John Crick on, but that's um, before football season starts. Sure. But uh, back to what I was saying, like if, yeah, so it's going to come down to the, those five guys, which. Too many guys. I agree, but like it's it's a lot of different voices there. Okay, you know? so now we got the house that happens. And now, you have, mind a, vote. You, you I, have a vote, and I have a vote. Who are you voting for? So let's let's make it uh, like legit. So you have like like a three players on your ballot, right? Okay. Number three, I think I'd give my number three vote to Aiden Hill. Okay, I'll, I'll agree. I'll give you a guy number three. Two is Marsha Show. One is Eichel. I'm I'm the other way around. Okay, so, I'm going to say Eichel. So we're almost two. in we're, agreement. We're, we're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone, I don't think so. Stone. I think it's going to come down to Marsha Show and Eichel at the end of the oh, day. Oh, I though. do too. What, guys, what, were you surprised that Stone was in there? It was just because his leadership, or he got a couple hits in? Because when they brought Stone up, his numbers are okay, but he's looked tired. He's one yeah, of those. Yeah, I mean, his numbers games. aren't that far behind Eichel and Marsha Show, though. That's the thing, right? No, no, agreed. And, and his, I think he's been a little more consistent with his scoring. I want to say. Oh yeah, over, over the thing because yeah. Marsha, like you pointed out, had a slow start. Yes. But, but Stone's done on the other stuff, too. Like, he's done the dirty work. He's fallen down. He's drawn penalties. He's done I mean, the stuff bit... in the, the stuff you don't see in the box score. Yeah. Stone's got a lot of that going on. I don't like the guy, personally. I never <laughs> liked him in Ottawa. I never liked him there. You know, he's one of those players that grates on me. Probably a cool guy to have a beer with. I bet. You know what I mean? I've always been a Mark Stone admirer, personally. He's really? He was one of those guys where... Those uh, two times that the NHL didn't go to the Olympics, I, w- I was like, he he would be on my fourth line on that Olympic team. 
The last time around, I think I would have, yeah, he would have been a fourth-line guy, yeah. which is going to be a subject for another show because I wonder what's going to happen in the next Olympics because a lot of these guys haven't had Olympic taste. A lot of the new young oh, stars. Oh, McDavid, McKinnon, all those guys. Austin Matthews, Matthews yep. Marner. Uh, um, oh, there's a bag load of them. Never had that experience, including the, the oh, yeah, like Matthews, the American yep. guys, and uh, a couple of European players too. But that's a story sure. for another day. But anyway, I hope everybody enjoys the game tonight. At the house that happens, our number one thing is, especially when we don't have a horse in the races, we want to talk about the greatness of the competition. Yes. Agreed? Agreed. And with that being said, the greatness of competition that's going on in the NBA Finals has taken a turn that I'm really starting to say the Joker is going to get his due. Oh, Yes. Is he going to get the... Of course, we're talking about the NBA Finals here. Is What about Jamal Murray? Are they just going to give it to the Joker because he's already won two MVPs? He's played amazing. You know, and his basketball IQ is really... I seen him make two passes last night mm -hmm. that I just went, oh, that in a crowd. Yeah. In a crowd to Aaron Gordon because Aaron Gordon had a huge night last night. He did. Huge night. And what was he? He was a beneficial of what? They were banging on freaking the Joker and the Joker slid him the ball. Yeah, and uh, Joker got into foul trouble at the oh, end of the game last he, night, too. But that was okay. They were comfortable then. Yeah. I thought they were comfortable. Uh, I mean, the game was getting a little a little close at points towards the end, but then Denver, like, they kind of pulled away at the end. Yeah, because like the big shot. Gordon yeah. made the play. Jamal Murray made a shot. Um, the guy that hasn't played, is, is I thought, would be a little more, and I'm wondering if he has another nagging injury because he's one of those guys. But Michael Porter Jr., has been there, but he hasn't been the presence that I thought he would be. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought he'd have a little bit more Jamal Murray like talking, people are talking more about Aaron Gordon than they're talking about uh, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, it could just be a situation where the defensive structure that Miami plays just doesn't, you know, allow him to. I call it <laughs> missing shots. That's <laughs> what I call it. But I, I like the kid. I like the kid. I don't want to diss him or anything like that. But I, to me, it, it seems to be like I really thought he'd be a bigger presence, which it doesn't matter now because Denver's winning this series. Oh, they're up 3-1. There's no looking there, there's back. No, no. And, I, and I don't, like, first of all, it was always the size, uh, Bam, Ayabayo, whatever. He's played his heart out, but, I mean, it's not too there. Small. Too small. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he, but he does play up to the, the thing is that he gets in foul trouble, too, and he has no one to help him. Mm -hmm. Like, Miami's bench, even though they keep talking about all these undrafted guys, well, that's just telling you your bench is not very deep. Sure. You know what I mean? And they're and they're down a guy, too, with uh, Tyler Hero. What, he, he was out, what, game one of the playoffs, game two? Like, very yeah, early in that yeah, first yeah, round. Yeah, and that, that's hurt them. Especially, you know, when you start to think about it now, that kid played a little bit more defense than you realized mm -hmm. now that he's not on the floor, so to speak. And he makes some big shots. Oh, all the time. All the time. And with the kids off the bench are okay, but they're not Tyler Hero. I just want to say that... Um, it's interesting for Denver to get here now, considering that, first of all, they're an old ABA team, and I can't forget how many ABA teams have ever won championships besides San Antonio. San Antonio. Uh, who else came? The Nets. They never won. No, no. It's, um, no, no they, they didn't either. Who's the other one? Indiana. And they yeah, never, they never won. No, they never won either. So this is going to be – but that's a long time ago. That's water under the bridge. But what I want to do is shout out to the great – I think he's still alive. I shouldn't say that on a podcast. We're not knowing about a guy's existence. But <laughs> – the great George Carl, who was in Denver for many years with some of the Carmelo Anthony years, and they had a great fan base. They had they, George they, Carl is still alive. Great. How old is he? Must be eighty, eh? Seventy-two. Only seventy-two. I'm, I could have sworn they showed him at one of the games too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He was a great coach, but he was another one that was saying about always talked about sometimes that Denver never had the intangible that, and now they seem to have all the intangibles. 
But I think that well, they have a great team identity. Oh, no well. doubt about it. But didn't you want to say something about dynasties in Denver? Well, first of all, I want to get back to your point about the MVP. You have to give it to Jokic just because the numbers have been so so great, so consistent. Okay. Besides last night, that was a little because his assist numbers. He only had four assists last Doesn't night. Doesn't matter. His numbers are still great. What do you have? Thirty-two and twelve. Four. Uh, I think it was like twenty-three and twelve. Oh yeah, twenty not thirty-two. See, I'm dyslexic. But he was glued to the bench. <laughs> Yeah. A little bit towards yeah, the end yeah. of last night's game, too. So, what did I say? but three steals, three blocks. I oh, mean, no, yeah, yeah, no, and a block at a big time. Uh, like, you know, when, when Miami's making a little bit of surge, it's not dyslexic. I said 32 to home four, and it was 23. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm bad like that. Just my <laughs> dyslexia kicked in. But, in any event, I agree with you only because of a historical status, and the NBA is really about players and history and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, this guy sh- questionably could have been uh, three times. MVP, even though they gave it to our top five bitch from the house that happens, now, Joel Embiid. What I, what I think about the Jokic MVPs is they should have given it to him this year, but there was one of the ones, I forgot if it was last year or the year before, he probably shouldn't have gotten it. Okay, because yeah. it was it was borderline. So, so I think he's at, so I think he's pretty deserved it at two. Oh, and you know what? And he's going to get his MVP finals. Yep. So that's all that pedigree that makes you Pantheon-type player. And he's got numbers in the finals that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Moses Malone, um, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, you name all those guys. He's got numbers that are tied with them or added things on that those players never did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Bill Russell never had a 40-game 40 point, yeah. 40 point game in the finals, okay? Like stuff like that. Like, and, and, his, and the Joker's numbers are all over the place, like in a positive yep, way. Yep. You know what I mean? So I should give it to him. Do you think that the um, um, two things is not just about the, uh, the um, MVP, um, I, even though I think Jamal Murray should get a lot more credit. At some He's going to get a lot of second place votes, <laughs> I think. And who remembers second place? No one. But uh, I mean, but the real ones, us fans are going to remember his impact, of course. Of course. But so I, what I'm saying is this is borderline. Like, I'm telling you right now, if Denver wins the next game and Jamal Murray. Which I think they will. I think so, too. But um, no, I don't think they will. You think Miami steals a, a Oh, no, of- no. It's game five. They're going back to Denver. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is over. Sorry. Because that's the other thing I'm, I want to allude to. Say J- Jamal Murray closes it out with a 35-point game. Mm-hmm. Uh, four steals, 10 assists. And Jokic has his usual triple-double. What are they going to say? Give it to Joker. But I think at times in in this playoffs, I think at times some of the biggest shots made by Denver needed were made by Jamal Murray, which makes you just as valuable, okay? Like, I mean, we're talking from the first series till now. How many times in a point in a game where a team was chasing him or something was going on and Jamal Murray made that shot? And he just said a first in NBA Finals history. I don't know if you saw that last night. What's that? First player... To record double-digit assists in his first four finals games. Oh right, yeah, never done in the history. Yeah, that's so. There you go. Yeah. you know what I mean. So if I was tonight and they win, or the next game, so just tomorrow night, right? Um, no, it's a three-day. There's two days in between, so Monday it's yeah, going to be Monday. game five. In any event, if he has a big game on Monday night, the writers are going to give it to him for a historical point of view to the Joker, which I have no problem with. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with. But I'm wondering if I was one of those writers and I had that voting card in front of me. What would I do? You'd be like the writer that uh, gave the MVP to uh, Van Vliet. There's the one writer that had Van Vliet as his MVP. Yeah, you heard Van, about that, right? Yes, of course. And you know what? Van Vliet looked like he, he deserves some credit in that sure. series. Remember he did? You know what I mean? But I'm also going to be biased in the fact that he's from Kitchener. He's that Dario <laughs> sure, guy. He's sure. Canadian. Get us on the map. So I would have that little, which is nothing to do with basketball. But at the same time, that would 
influence my vote. Mm-hmm. Birds of a feather flock together right, kind right. of deal. So I would give it there. So in any event, the one, one before we, we get away from the NBA talk here. Well, I want to get back to the dynasty talk. We, the, we Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Before we get, we get away from this whole thing is, this is the start of a Denver dynasty. It certainly looks like it could be because all these guys – Jokic, Murray, Porter, Gordon, all under 30. All under 30. All locked into contracts for at least the next two years. Yes, and they got a couple kids on the bench with potential. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like guys that, like, um, they're seventh and eighth guys, but they said they've got a couple kids. I forget the kid's name. He's from out west. Let well, Christian see. Brown, he's there been you unreal go. this playoffs. There you go. And where did he come from? Won the national title last year. There you go. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. He's what? So, like, he's only, what, 21, 22? Okay, and he's on a rookie deal, yep. so he's going to be stuck with the team. So that's five guys, but there's another guy. If you got the you got the line, you got the lineup there. Yeah, so uh, Jokic is locked in. Well, his his uh, new contract kicks in next year. Jamal Murray's got two years after this. Michael Porter's got four years after four this. Four years, yeah. Aaron Gordon's got two years after this with a player option the next year. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope is signed for another year. He's got oh, an option I forgot after about that. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and do you think there's a the, how much of advantages are really in mile high, altitude wide? I think there is. And it, okay, so why haven't they won already? It's because they didn't have they didn't have the teams. God bless George Carl. I hope he's in the. I hope he's in the house because they never had a guy like Jokic, like a superstar like this. Let's be real. They had Carmelo. Uh, with what? <laughs> with okay, what else? Uh, but that's what I'm saying. The whole the yeah. whole team structure at the time. Carmelo did have a couple good teams, but they never won more than the first round. Yeah. Um, the I, I don't know. Um, you know who Woody Page is, of course. He's yes. a Denver yeah, writer. Yeah. He shows yeah, yeah. up he was around, on, the uh, horn, around the horn, horn yeah, all the yeah. time. I like him. As, but, but, but I want to have a big shout out to a guy like Woody Page. The guy is so old. He covered Denver in the ABA. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, he's okay. Not not your old Woody. I love you. I mean, you're a little bit like me, past our best before dates, and some of the things that he oh, says. Cruz, don't say that by yourself. Your best is uh, yet to okay, come. Okay, that's true. Okay, but in any event, um, he was saying the other day, which I had to give him credit for, before the series started, he laid out why there was no chance that Miami could win this series. And he included the history of the Denver basketball thing, which made me think about George Carl saying that it's just not the players you have. It's just not the altitude that you have. He said you have to have a configuration that combines all three that Denver has never had. And he was also saying the Joker being MVP the last two years and how they only could get to the conference final in the bubble but that was because Jamal was hurt the last couple mm-hmm. years that he's now taken the next step because this is the Joker's best playoff by far you know what I mean going on there that he says that this will also um, stamp Denver as a legitimate maybe top five sports city in America yeah I went we, we, well, we I alluded to that to, in the show before where I'm like this could take like a team like the Nuggets, like they could be like a Golden State team where they become like must-see TV, right? Oh, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Where did Golden State start a bunch of years ago? You're right. Interesting, interesting analogy. But, I mean, just for the city alone, because it's different there because they got out of Oakland went to San Fran, and they're not leaving Denver. But you well, know that's, I mean? a, that's the same it? area, though. But how big of a how big of a city is, uh, is Denver? Last year, now they're going to be able to say they got the Stanley Cup in their house. Okay, now they haven't had a, a Super Bowl in, in the last 10 years. They have had a Super yeah. Bowl. Okay. All they need is a World Series now. That's they, never going to happen. They're baseball Never going to happen? I don't know. No, it'll, it can't happen. Get... It's not going to happen in the next up. Aren't they last place right now in the sure. West? So, no, they're no. Their baseball team's going nowhere. Sorry, Colorado. Your only, chan- your only uh, 
trip to the World Series, you got swept. There you go. But I'm just saying, Denver is a sports city. Yeah. I think that now this will move them up into the... Because you automatically talk about um, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, yep. um, Detroit. Detroit doesn't quite have the... Because economically... LA. Felt, LA, yeah. But LA is like, is like a yes and no. Yeah, but they got the Lakers. They got the Dodgers. They got the brands. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So is it, what's more important? You know what I mean? Is it all about well, the it's, brands? It's, it's, it's a lot of it's driven by brands. Let's Okay, so you're talking about dynasties here. So, okay, I'm good, bad, and ugly about brands. You know why? If you can notice in my notes here, because I knew you were going to bring that up. I, look, what does it say? What does it say on my notes? <laughs> F brands. That means. And then fuck. cowboys right underneath. <laughs> That's right. Because here's what I'm going to get at. The good, the bad, the ugly. I'm watching a sports show the other day. And there's all kinds of talk about the live tour, which we're going to get to. Um, um, they were talking about, the, of course, the playoffs and, and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, the sequence come back, and they're talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. This is freaking June, just before OTAs, and they're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Does that mean that their brand is so great that they're going to draw people to the screen so that the NHL can look and say, God, I wish we had them instead of having a <laughs> Vegas and a Florida? Oh, hold on. The one thing I forgot to mention during the Stanley Cup segment this is the highest rated stanley cup finals in the states in the last 15 years you're kidding me amazing i'm glad to hear the highest ranked in the states in the states uh, canada they're not saying so i imagine no, it's not it's, too high, it's, highly no, no, rated no, no, here no, no no but in the states highest rated in the last 15 years i think That's a lot of that huge. has to do with matthew kachuk showing up on nba on tnt oh yeah no no he yeah he and he marketed himself well yeah. Okay. And so people want to personalities yep. and brands, but that's what I'm saying. The good, the bad, the ugly. I think this is going to increase the city of Denver sports city brand, so to speak. But what brands drive me nuts is this is freaking June. Why do I got to hear about the goddamn Cowboys? <laughs> like, you know, and, they, and the Cowboys and then they OTAs relate. are coming up. That's why oh, well, it doesn't matter <laughs> everything revolves around the NFL though. You know that. Of course. Uh, and, and they're the biggest team. Uh, okay. Makes me sick. Okay, but anyways, right away, when they say Cowboys, it almost like comes out right after that is Yankees. Okay, so what is it all about? So my, we're going to get to this in a, very shortly as, as we move along because I think it's important to talk about it, especially how this week has gone on, is that I'm a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to be. Sports puts me in that position, <laughs> unfortunately, and I have to deal with it, okay? So... If I don't want to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys, why am I PVRing the show? Because I want to see what's going on in the world. So now sure. what has happened is I'm like, you know, when you take that fish net and you're looking for a whole bunch of lobsters and you put the fish out and you scoop it along and you pull them up, there's lobster and there's one crab in that bag. I'm that crab. Okay. What's wrong with crab? I love crab. Oh, I love crab too, but you're not fishing for crab. You're fishing for lobster, <laughs> and you end up with a crab. I'm the crab. And the reason being is that I'm starting to get worried about um, how much money and gambling is starting to affect the actual competitive sports that we are watching, mm -hmm. which we should get into now considering when we're talking well, about it. Well, one last thing about basketball. Uh, give me this in like one sentence, basically. No, you can, you, you can go ahead. Butler, is he a Hall of Famer now? 
So, you know what? I'm glad you stopped there because I'm so interested in talking about the money. That was going to be my other point down here. Please do not forget Jimmy Butler. I do think he's on the verge of being a Hall of Fame player. I just wish he had. I wish that he had Kyle Lowry 2019 and not Kyle Lowry 2023. And maybe a healthy Tyler Hero and, and Victor Hero, Oladipo, yeah, yeah. But, who's, um, who's everyone's forgetting about. Oh, yeah, I forgot it because he's a good shooter too. But, no, I think Jimmy Butler is now not. He's knocking on the door, definitely. And, and he's only, what, 32, 33? Yep. So he's got a couple more seasons to go, and this is his second final. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? And people forget, he had those great series against LeBron in Chicago yep. back in the day. So his when he was playing young, when he was playing with uh, Yannick Noah and those guys. Jakeem uh, Noah. I mean, Jakeem Noah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's his dad. But um, in any event, so he's got a resume. Yeah. Okay, there's a bump in the road in, um, in uh, Minnesota. But obviously, he's seen the writing on the wall in Philadelphia because Philadelphia went the farthest in the playoffs with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and even the Minnesota situation, he kind of came out like the winner in that situation. Oh, 100%. Situation. Well, hey, man, I guess Wiggins, too, you oh, could yeah. argue. Yeah. But um, well, Wiggins was one of the targets at the time, when you think Well, about sure, it. I think him and Carl Anthony Towns were a little too buddy-buddy there. You know, it was a little junior division. And good weed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to go there, but I think Jimmy Butler definitely uh, is knocking on the uh, knocking on the door. Yeah, he's knocking on the door, and I'm thinking he's with a few seasons more that he's going to validate him because I think what's going to happen to Jimmy Butler is this: Pat Riley will let him go near the end of his career, at the end of his thing at a trade deadline if he doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. So, like a team needs that veteran presence at the end. I don't think I think Pat Riley would be not not next year or the year after because Jimmy signed for what four more years. I can look that up quickly. Yeah, but I think he's got four more years on his contract because when he left Philadelphia, this is only his third year. His third year, I think, maybe. This is his fourth year fourth on Miami. Year, so then he signed for six or seven. I well, think. five is the max. Is the max? Yeah. He's so only got one more year. Didn't they reboost him then? Um, Possibly. Uh, Oh, yeah, they did reboost him. Yeah, oh, yeah, so his new contract kicks in next year. Yeah, that's what it is. So what, for how many more? Uh, it's two more years, and then he's got player option. A player option, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying the the opportunity. I, I I'm you know what I'm. A, we're all at the house that happens. I do believe we are Jimmy Butler fans. I I like Jimmy Butler a lot. Exactly. I like so lot. I mean, if you had five Jimmy Butlers on your team, you're winning. You're you're creating a dynasty. Things get a little weird though for Miami next year because Tyler Hero's new contract kicks in. He's off that rookie deal, so you're gonna it's gonna be a little bit tighter around the cap there. So they might have to. And Lowry's got another year left on his deal at like almost 30 mil. That's going to be tough to justify at times during the regular season. They might buy him out. You never know. Yeah. They, you never know. Because they don't have the same penalties quite like the NHL does. No, they it's buy, easy to cut a guy yeah, in the yeah, NBA. Yeah. So, so easy. That's, that's what I'm going. So I think that Lowry, God bless Lowry. Because the thing is, Lowry, he, he was almost knocking on the door of Hall of Fame. But I don't think Lowry will make it. That's sad because I, I really yeah. hope he does get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't think he has enough credentials. He gets in the Hall of uh, Really Good. Oh, well, he'll get that too. But I think DeRozan's had a better career now as we've gone along. 100%. You know what I mean? So DeRozan's knocking on the door of the Hall of Fame closer than uh, than our buddy um, um, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Lowry is. But anyways, good luck, Jimmy Butler. I hope everybody enjoys the game. I hope it's over now. Like It would be nice of... Um, if um, floor, uh, it would be great for the drama of sports and the competition and the reason why we watched it, if Miami snuck into Denver and stole a game and we got a game six. That would make me personally insanely happy because what I was alluding to as we're finishing up this um, basketball thing is what's going on in the world of sports with money? 
You know, I, is it really starting to? Is there, you know what? There's a battalion of lawyers out there that are making so much money on sports. They have nothing to do with the competition. They have nothing to do with the with the structure of the league. They have nothing. Oh, except they hook up with agents. So I should think about that vermin too. And what I'm alluding to, of course, is the whole live PGA DB Tour. DB, what's it called? The DP World Tour mm-hmm. amalgamation. Bro, what went on there? Oh, they took the money. Even though uh, Buddy there from the PGA, the commissioner, was... Uh, Snake. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like, you guys don't take the money. Oh, but when the money comes to us, oh, we'll take it, gladly. Okay, so what... what now, Now this is where I'm I'm having my great... Uh, my my um, quandary or whatever you want to call it is this. Dustin Johnson and, and Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed, these guys must be laughing their asses off. Oh, they won. Okay, they okay, won. Uh, okay. And not only that, but I don't like. Did you see Phil Mickelson in his little tweets, like calling out Rory Gallagher, uh, Rory McIlroy? I don't get Phil. I Phil's really don't a get smock. that guy. He's, you know, he's turning into a greasier, slimier. Okay, let's get talking about Phil Mickelson. You know why you had to go get that money? Where's your ha- Remember we checked up yeah. his net worth yeah. as opposed to what he won? Oh, Investigated sure. he, for insider gambling. training, oh, yeah. gambling, gambling problems, blah blah blah, and you're going to call out McElroy. And you know what I, I you know what I'm saying now is I'm 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 on the side. Okay, maybe live one, but they won in this way. Is Saudi money now whitewashing everything in the world so we forget about all the other things that McElroy and Justin Thomas and um, a few of the other players brought up? Like, is this blood money? Like that kind of talk? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's not. It's buckets of blood money poured over everybody so that Dustin Johnson and, and the Capcoms must be crossing their arms going, hey, money's money, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you back the truck up to your door and it's got freaking $50 million in dollars, you got to walk through it to get out and say, you don't want that. You're a special human it's being. It's a life-changing amount of money. 100%. Okay, so what I don't understand is what's going on with golf now? They've given us no... What's the format? Because they're making jokes. Like, I've tried to watch the live. I've tried to... I'm a golfing fan. You I've know tried that. watching it, too. It's on a CHCH here, I believe. Yes, it yeah. is. And I've watched it a couple of times. And first of all, with the trailers on the side and the colors and all that, <laughs> first of all, I'm a music junkie, okay? And every once in a while, I used to bring my speaker to put on the golf cart so I could hear tunes yeah. going from hole to hole. No, 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 no. There's no room for music. And that's big coming from me. There's really no room for music. On the golf course. First of all, I'm not that good. You got to concentrate. You got to have focus. And if I got Chris Cornell wailing in the background <laughs> while I'm trying to take a swing, that might affect my ability to hit the fairway, so to speak. You know what sure. I mean? But um, so, what are they going to do with all these? Like, what Liv's going to have to gonna go back to? They're going to. They, they say they're going to go back to the tradition of the PGA. So I think the 54 right. hole tournaments are gone. They're, yeah, those days are done. Okay, they're done. Are they going to be allowed to wear shorts? Let's talk about something as simple as that. Probably not. I don't think so either. Because you know what I'm starting to realize with all this stuff, the money's changing and there's a decorum going on? You know I think the world is too woke and too soft. Sure. Okay, I'm on record as saying that. There's certain things that go on in the world that um, attest to a discipline and a standard that, that you will recognize in whatever your business is. For example, when the UPS guy drives down the street in the dry, brown truck, he gets out in a brown uniform, yeah. so you know that that's the UPS guy. So when I go out on the, on the tour, when I see a guy in his pants 
and his uniform, that's out of respect to the game. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons I've never agreed with the coaches in the NBA now all wearing the same shit. And they wear their little jerseys with their little logos so they all look the same. I like the Pat Riley showing up. We didn't know what badass suit he's got from Hugo Boss because it gave... Yeah, but it's like that in soccer, though, where guys will wear... The the managers will wear, like, a track suit. But then the next manager will wear a suit. Soccer's a little different. Yeah. I've noticed that. I can't figure that out. Like, what's the one team it was? I forget it was. One guy wore suits. What's the one guy in one of those Premier League... I think it was the Spanish League. One of those mm-hmm. guys, every time... Well, that it's, it's, like, it's 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the soccer culture, mm-hmm. okay? But we're talking about, like, because I grew up in North American stuff, and we're going to get to soccer in a minute. But what I'm saying is I think there's certain standards and there's certain traditions and certain disciplines that I think should continue so people will understand you work for these things. They're not mm-hmm. given to you. So I can show up in my khakis <laughs> with my papers in the back playing Soundgarden and let's hit the fairway? Eh, that's not golf. As soon as the golf's over... Yeah. I'm ripping the Chris Cornell. Right, right. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? When you're inside the ropes, you know what I mean, or inside the lines, I'm thinking that well, how much is money corrupting the competition for the reason I'm watching sports? You know? Yeah. Okay. So you went, you went to a lot of places there. <laughs> okay, you know, and I didn't mean to go that far, but what pisses me off is I'm such a golf fan, and I don't know where – what are we going to get in six months? Honestly, I have no idea how this is going to play itself out. That's that's why I'm screaming this way because help me out because now you've got money, you've got rules, you've got um, where they're gonna play. Yep. Who gets to play in what tournaments? Okay. Now the PGA, there no there no saints in this. No, I mean the the thing that killed me that I found out this week was that the PGA takes ten percent of the endorsements of everybody the, for life. For life, yeah. That's fucking insane. <laughs> That that's that's criminal. Okay, is so, what that is. Okay, but that should not be allowed. Okay, so what do they do now? Look at this thing. There's the other part. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. And then like the other thing too is that like the PJ was making more money, but they weren't raising the purses. Where's that money going? That's why Jay Monahan's going to be out of town real quick. Oh hell yeah. Okay, he's going to go. You up. know, Rory was one of the guys there in that meeting that was saying, uh, "Come he's on, go. He's got to go." Oh yeah, but yeah, if, for you, if the, those of you that don't know that either, there was. I guess Jay Monahan announced in Toronto. He announced Inter- this deal. I last year in he Toronto. He announced this deal to the golfers, and then immediately one of the golfers, we don't know who, I suspect Rory. I suspect Rory. Called, or Justin Rose. One of those two, yeah, got up and said, we need new leadership, and got a standing ovation from yes, the golfers. from the golfers, yeah, immediately. But you see, that's what's cheesy about it, okay? These guys are so self, like Monahan, and uh, you know what? I'm not going to say that Rory and Justin and uh, Justin Thomas and, and, and the Spees and the Justin Roses guys, I'm not saying they were being self-righteous. I'm saying they were respecting the game. They were respecting the, the etiquettes. They were expecting about, like, what we represent, right. okay? And Dustin Johnson said, I'm taking the money and running, bro. Mm-hmm. We out of here. And now who wins? How do you compensate Justin Thomas? I hear the rumor around the campfire is we have no idea what Liv offered Tiger. I've heard it's $800 million. <laughs> Okay. That's the number I heard. Okay. People uh, were reporting it was up to a billion, but, like, I mean, you round it up a little bit. Whatever, uh, right? what's, the, what, what's the Tiger? What's that $100 million to Tiger? Okay. Yeah. So how do you go back now? And Rory was offered money, and Justin Rose was offered a bag. Yeah, McElroy was offered what three hundred? Oh yeah, he, he yeah, yeah him and uh, apparently him and Dustin were the most right. 
Yeah. I think they were the top of the line with then with Brooksy, Justin Thomas, and uh, the other guys going down the line according to your world ranking. They were they were offered sure. contract almost, which is cool on the Saudis' part because they were at least respecting that part of the competition. Mm -hmm. But that's not my point. My point is this is now where are we going to go now? These guys are going to come out there. Like, I, I, I want to see a fist fight in a on a tee box. That <laughs> might happen. That's what I'm saying. Let's get it on. Like, you know, like, what's going to happen? Then Patrick Reed comes up and says, hey, Rory, you still sucking my dick? Punch him right in the face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't say that because what happened here is we have an integrity issue. Well, maybe yeah. we do, we don't. But now what happens is the Saudis have taken it all away and the battalion of lawyers have won. So where are we at? That's what pisses me off, bro. That's what makes me. And that's why I had that crazy amble about all those mm. angles because they're going to affect it in every way. We got about the next year to figure out, but everything I say when I'm going to listen back to the show, all those angles are going to affect the game. I PBR golf. Yep. You know what I mean? I've been watching golf as much as, like, I, I discovered golf at the end of high school. Remember when you're a kid, you see golf on TV and you see the green gas guys walking around? Yeah. Why is anyone watching this? <laughs> now I'm a junkie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a complete I'm the guy that gets up at, like, 3 in the morning to see the freaking British Open tee off. Oh, yeah. I've done that a million times over the years to get up just to see the beginning of, the, of that tournament. So what happens now? Am I going to have to get up at 3 in the morning to see a huge tournament in freaking Saudi Arabia? Because they're going to want to have tournaments in their place. Oh, Donald yeah. Trump's going to get in on the game, whether you like it or not, because he's he's already set up a bunch of the, the live tournaments. He opened the door mm -hmm. to use because when they say, oh, well, what what venues? And, of course, Trump being that kind of guy that he is, backdoored it. Because what was it? Yeah, he'll facilitate a few deals. Oh, I certainly did. And what? Four of the events are Trump-owned um, Courses? Courses. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, and he's responsible for, for him. So he's, he's, Trump's going, oh, now they're all together? <laughs> he's hey, loving it. He's 100% loving it. So what happens when we have a game here? Because someone tried to compare this, which you're going to find this interesting. Someone tried to comp compare, well, Formula One. Oh, that's exactly where I wanted to go to next. So oh. the Saudis have been trying to buy Formula One. Apparently, Formula One is worth $20 billion, and they've been offering in the ballpark of $25 billion is the word around the campfire. I think pretty soon they're going to start to up the offer because Liberty Media, who owns Formula One and the Atlanta Braves, I mean, at a certain point... You can't point, compete with that money. No, at a certain point, it's going to be like, well, I mean, we like we owe this to our shareholders to take this money, right? Mm, okay. That's the way it is. That's like otherwise your shareholders are gonna be like down your throat. Like, why didn't you take that deal? That was stupid money. You should have taken it. Okay, so then from now on, what we're gonna do is this then. There's no more Black Lives Matter, no more Pride, no more women's, no more U2, no more nothing on sporting events. Because now that you've let the Saudis well, in, I think a lot of that is starting to come on its way out because a lot of these issues are starting to come to a head in sports. We've seen it in the NHL this year. We've seen it right in our hometown with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I mean, Toronto Blue Jays, That's we'll, we'll get that in a minute. But think about this, Mr. Milani. What is going on here? Okay, is it what they're going to do is the power of money. That's And that's going to be the name of this show, by the way. The power of money is getting so great that what is happening is we're not talking about the competition anymore. Right. So someone will say, well, if Vegas wins, does Vegas pay for a championship? No, because what I'm hoping is when you're in the dressing room between the second and third period and you got six or seven or eight guys that have been together with a few other guys that are just joining along the way and you're that close to a ring, the spirit of that dressing room goes out in between the lines and that's what we get to watch. Mm -hmm. Not whether or not that guy's getting paid $20 million or $40 million or now the Saudis own the league and we see that little Arabic writing on the ice. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? And nothing against that if, if we're going to eliminate all this social justice engineering. Yeah. You, know, you can't separate it now. Vegas has got pro sports teams. Oh, sure. Okay, and when I was a kid, they said, I heard people saying, before you were born, Mr. Milani, I heard people say there will never be a professional sports team in Vegas. Oh, I mean, people were saying that as, you know, like, I mean, I want to say the door kind of opened up once the NBA had their all-star game there, 2007. Yeah. Oh, before but, that, I mean, that even, like, you know, 2005, like, before. You smelt it coming. I thought it would be quicker than it was. And I knew no, hockey but I mean, would like, be the first one. I knew hockey would be the first. Really? I always thought it was going to be basketball. No, I always knew it was there because basketball is saying there's too much with the uh, the shaving of points. Mm, uh the, the brothers in Vegas, the whole rap scene, all that. They said, let, let's let the NHL go in there and set the table for us. Because, yeah, NHL is more of that... Um, I don't want to say anything politically incorrect where I'm going here, but it was nicer to have the hockey in there, and hockey needed the revenue more than the other three sports. However, yeah. I do believe now this, that the NBA went there. I think NBA is the worst-run league and probably the worst league of the big Worse four. Worst-run than the NHL. Yeah, I think so now. Oof, yeah. I, I can't agree with you there. Oh, you know why? Because let's let's just look at what's going on here. In one step, you're going to have uh, Gilbert Arenas got 50 games for bringing a gun in the dressing room, and they don't know what to do with a player like John Morant, who's going to be a face of the league because he was waving a gun in a video. Mm -hmm. So you got to say right or wrong. In the NHL, Gary Batman swings a hammer. He just put the hammer down and it's over. We're done with it. That's his record. We know that. It's an inconsistent hammer, though. But but he puts a hammer down. <laughs> he puts a hammer down. So in, in any event is that um, the quality of the games in the NHL is, is at most times better. There's not so much load management. And the salary cap makes it tighter, almost NFL style, even though you and I both alluded to the fact that we do want him to go to a luxury tap in the NBA. In the NBA system, yeah. yeah. But look at how the NBA goes. Like how much they disrespect the fans. Like, you know, the guy in Minnesota, we've had this discussion. LeBron, I'm, taking, I'm load management tonight. The guy rides from Manitoba, drives down to Winnipeg. That's a problem. Him. Okay. But they're trying to fix that with the new uh, the new rules for uh, All-NBA, right? They, they signed the contract too quickly to me. That's why I say they were scammers. Remember, I was saying I can't wait till we have the debate about what they're going to do with the collecting bargaining agreement in the, in the NBA. And what did they do? They signed it in a backdoor deal my, as close as this live deal. Oh, by the way, <laughs> fans, here you go. I went, What? Is that respect for us? No, that's running the league this way. You're power-driven, and you don't care about the small markets as opposed to the NHL, which seems to care only about small markets. Yeah, they don't care about the big markets. That's their problem. No, maybe that's Unless what you're in New York. Um, and speaking of Saudi money, someone who turned down the Saudi money, the biggest name in soccer right now, maybe the biggest name in sports right now, Lino I'm going to say, uh, who do you think it is? Him, him, LeBron, and... Uh, Ronaldo. Well, and Ronaldo, Ronaldo, I think, yeah. is the most followed on social media. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely those three. Well, those are three. Okay, so here's what I'm alluding to. I'm glad we're bringing this up because that's another thing that, that's, that's weirded me out in the sports world, okay? First of all, from now on, when you're talking about sports live Saudi Arabia, don't even mention the word Saudi Arabia anymore. I'm going to tell you why. It's all money. Let's just talk about the money, okay, because yeah. it is about the money. Now, we're talking about a guy who turned down said Saudi money. Why do you think he did that? Oh, I mean, he gets to go to Miami. <laughs> well, we discussed that, too. I'm starting to believe all the power brokers, like there's two places in the world that are power brokers to me, Dubai and Miami. 
Like Florida just cuts off and becomes its own little country because like uh, like a Monaco or something, I could see that happening yeah. due to whatever, but it's not. It's the United States of America. But in any event, I don't want anyone to think that that Messi got all righteous here because he turned down the money. The guy's no. been involved in tax evasion. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy's right. he's been done a bunch of sketchy things with money. I I think you said before the show, which is a big gainer, is that Apple deal, that streaming deal. Yeah, Apple, Adidas is involved in this as well. Ownership. Yep. Ownership of uh was that means him and Beckham will both be owners now of this? Inter Miami team. Yeah, Beckham's, well, so, on, like, Be- so, Beckham's not the principal owner, is he? No, I think he's just kind of like the face of uh, the ownership group. But he, does, but, but doesn't he have like he has a ten percent stake in the team? Or yeah, does? probably like a sizable chunk. Yeah. But Messi doesn't have stock right away. I think it's like later on he'll have like options of like up to thirty five percent. I heard. Yeah, when, when, when he has to play for two years yeah. to be involved in that for anywhere. Was it, I think there's a stipulation on the length he plays. Probably because if he plays two years, okay, now you can have your, your stock there. Yeah, because you can't have it for a minute. But another interesting thing is we talking about money and you pointed out to me and it's been all over the sports shows now is can you tell our audience what the price of the tickets were pre and and after Messi? this is nuts bro oh was it like the cheapest ticket before this was like what 25 29 bucks now the cheapest ticket is over 450 close to 500 the cheapest ticket who's paying for that (laughs) who do you think okay so doesn't this going to collapse somewhere don't you feel like we're sitting on a Oh, uh, like, don't like the sports industry is like this. It feels like they're putting cement blocks on balsa wood. That's how it feels to me. And I don't know where the first break is going to be somewhere because, first of all, the streaming has taken to the point where too many people can get games for free. Too many people have those ape like we have them, the boxes. Yeah. Who? How does that pay for it? Would you say affects the? The polling and how many people are watching, so it could be more than they realize or whatever. So. When is where where's the breaking point? Okay, so now you were saying the PGA takes their ten percent. You think they're gonna take ten percent anymore? Okay, and now let's give this much. And you're talking about how money's thrown around to Messi and that. You know Tiger Woods has gotten forty million in the last three years because he they have that what do they call it? Most popular guy or I forget the term. It's a really clever term that the PGA uses for um if you're a guy that attracts this many eyeballs to yeah. our game, then we're going to give you a bonus. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, now I knew about this, but I didn't know about this. But you know, Tiger Woods has got it the last three years. How many tournaments has Tiger played? Not many. Forty million a year, bro. That's what Tiger got. Wow. Forty million. Okay. So who's paying for this? <laughs> Who do you think? Okay. So now I'm saying that the Saudi money moves in. We're going to not talk about this for another five years to see how it's going to collapse. Because first of all, we don't know where it's going to go. I'm more interested to see what's going to happen like when Messi comes to Toronto. Oh, my God. The ticket prices are going to be ridiculous. I won't be there. I no, won't be there either. I, and I won't be watching on TV because it's going to be on Apple. And I, oh, I'm not subscribed. That, I'm, I'm not going to. That's even a big part of the deal where like they're like Messi's getting a percentage of the Apple subscriptions. Uh, whatever, like now, like post this announcement. Okay, just, so like, people that want to see him. Okay, so now what they're gonna have to do is Ronaldo took the Saudi money. He did. Okay, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault him. He made his deal. Messi made his. So what this is gonna be, I'm figuring is it's gonna be now a battle with Messi landing in North America. It's gonna be a question of what kind of money can you get late in your career playing in a pre- Premier League in Europe. Is it gonna be better for you to bail out in? 
in um, yeah in the states or in Saudi Arabia or in Saudi or, or Dubai or wherever or it is China or, or, or whatever yeah. it is they're going to go. Now I'm saying I think America has a lot of better advantages if you land in New York, L.A., Chicago, or Miami. But do you want to play in San Antonio? No. Do you want to play in Utah? No. Are you like you you play? Although like Wayne Rooney went to go play in D.C. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, but that's okay because you're close to New York. You're still you're in that area. You know what I mean? DC's I get, a little sketchy though. Okay, but what I mean, I money talks at the end of the day, right? Oh, all right. So what is it going to be like? I just my point is this: I don't want to hear any more, more righteous indignation about who plays where and where the money comes from and who's right or who's wrong. Because when you're dealing with people that don't want to freaking even educate half your population, shouldn't you just question that alone? Oh sure. You know what I mean? Let's just start with that. So I I, I can't I can't. Um, I can't acquiesce anymore to anybody saying like I'm, I'm I'm Phil Mickelson go to hell. But one of the things that <laughs> Phil Mickelson is right about is money changes everything. Oh, 100%. Okay, and where are we at now? Like I I I'm seriously as a fan like I'll probably be dead and gone by the time the huge implications are going to come when leagues start cracking and and Yeah, it's going to be something in my lifetime. Yeah, you're going to see yeah. it and and like franchises folding. And things getting tighter and those super leagues finding their way because ultimately what's this leading to super leagues mm -hmm. so what's going to happen is the rank and file are going to be left out of it and so the old school competition is going to be freaking forgotten about everybody's going to be in shorts and listening to acdc on the course on the back look at basketball games now when you go to a basketball game live, that's why I love going to basketball games live, but at the same time I go, it's kind of distracting because like when you go to a Raptor game, it's like you're jumping into a pinball machine. Oh, yeah. Nothing stops. The whole game. You can't breathe. You can't go. And that's great for the kids, and I like the attitude, but sometimes I like when you're at a hockey game and the TV timeout is you got a chance to catch your breath. Okay. I don't mind that. A baseball game in between innings, you get a chance to catch your breath. That's another reason why the NBA is the worst run league in the world because all they do is they got gimmicks and and yeah, but they put on a show though. I mean, that's the, like you you spend all that money. Like you should be entertained like all the time in your seat. Like LeBron the, didn't play. He took load management. Kawhi fair didn't enough. Play. They fair didn't play. enough. So I want consistency then. If you're saying all that, I, I agree. Fair NBA enough. is a show. Remember back in the day, how come they don't have those advertisements anymore? Remember fan friendly? What was that thing that they used to have? Fan friendly. Oh, yeah. Back in the day in the NBA, they used to have a great, great. Every time it came on, it was something about the fans. Maybe you're a little too young to remember it. Yeah. But they faded that out around the time that LeBron arrived because <laughs> the money changed and everything went this way. But it used to be, well, it was a really, really cool Fan first advertisement. As soon as yeah. the NBA came on, like have you seen Kobe in the advertisement? Have you seen Carter in the advertisement? Yeah. Have you seen Shaq? It was it was really and then they'd show them talking to a fan. Very well done. But they can't do that anymore because they don't respect the fans. <laughs> no, they don't. You know what I mean? Like, come on, stop it. Although Jimmy Butler went to go see that kid that uh That's amazing. Yeah. But Jimmy Butler is the anomaly of everything in sports. You know what he was drafted? What do you mean? Where, it, Where like what spot? It was like 20-something, wasn't it? The last, I think it was the last draft. Like, you know, NBA, there's only two draft two rounds, yeah. I think it was the last pick of the second round or pretty well no, close. No, he was a first-round pick. Or was a first-round? Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was, was he first-round? Then the last pick of the first round. That, that might be that right. Already. Check the other show. Last pick of the first no, round. No, he was a first-round pick where, oh, my God, I just passed it. Yeah, 30th overall. Okay, yeah. all right. Now, let's go back. Okay, let's talk. Look, just really tell you how about money and a mess the NBA is. Can you quickly yell out who are the top 10 players drafted that year? Let's hear this. This should be entertaining. 
If nothing else, NBA go to hell, which I still be watching because I'm a hypocrite. Well, I mean, drafting is uh, whatever. It's I say it's an it's it's inconsequential at times. Where's Anthony Bennett? Marcus Fultz is a sixth man. Come on. Oh, is he in that draft too? Okay, so number one that draft was Kyrie Irving. Okay, that's a good one. After that, there's a junk draft. Number two, Derek Williams by Minnesota. Where is he now? <laughs> number three, Ennis Cantor by Utah. Where is he now? He's playing in the league, uh, but he's like an eighth guy. Tristan Thompson. Oh, where is he? Hanging out with the Kardashians? Okay. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, oh, okay. I know you, you know, got yeah. some love for him. Oh, huge. He should have been a higher pick. But he got picked before Jimmy Butler? By us. He was a top five pick. Yeah, By us. I remember that. It was us, yeah. Uh, yeah. Number six, you're going to love this one. Jan Vesely. Oh. <laughs> was that Indiana? Uh, Washington. Washington, okay. Oh, what a great pick there. Number seven, Bismack Biombo. Where's he now? He's playing. He was, on, he was a bench guy in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, right? but yeah. Okay, so uh, still junk. <laughs> junk. Number, number eight, Brandon Knight, who I thought he was going to have a good career. He kind of I thought he was going to be uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, uh, what's that guy? Brandon Roy, whose ankles went. I thought he was going to be one of those guys. But Brandon Roy went because he, he got injured. So that was that. And who's number nine? Kemba Walker. Okay. Good. But he's not in the league right now either, is he? Uh, number 10 was Jimmer Fredette. Oh, that guy's so bad. Oh, by the way, I, I'm not going to say his color. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would say that. But I mean, some other, like, some other notables in the first round. Clay Thompson went 11. Yeah, he should have been higher now. Ka- Kawhi went 15. There you go. Think about that. Kawhi went 15 and Jimmy Butler went 30. And then Nikola Vucevic went 16th. Oh, he should have been higher. You know what I mean? I yeah. think about that. How in con- And Jimmy Butler went 30th. 30th. Huh. Boy, the scouting staffs are good that year, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, NBA scouting, though, that's like reach in and like this i find it's the most unpredictable one well because you dig marcus fultz number one you got con oh you got i was thinking about him last night actually yeah, like marcus fultz or jason tatum come on you took anthony bennett cleveland first overall that's i'll never forget that even though he was canadian and all that's nonsense i understood why wiggins was the first pick because that seen made total him. sense okay i got wiggins when I when I remember that night and they said anthony bennett from the university of nevada las vegas anthony bennett i went what <laughs> What? Are these guys out of their uh, what? what? I want some. What are they smoking? Give me some. And where is he now? He's playing in Europe, isn't he? I believe so. He's in Europe. He had a, do you remember his little stint with the Raptors? Oh, yeah. The he, funniest was I had a talk with someone one time. They're like, yeah, the Raptors should have kept him. And I looked at him. I said, what? Did he watch have him? him in, did, they shouldn't did, have brought him in the first place. Did you, Exactly. Did you watch him with the Raptors? He was terrible. Beyond terrible. And another guy who was out of shape. Never got in shape and kind of in that. But we're getting a little. Yeah, I want to say back to soccer. I want to just get a little bit back to um, the MLS. How much this league has grown in the last 15 years. Do you know how much MLS he spent on the Toronto FC, their expansion fee? No, but I heard it's tripled now, isn't it? Oh, way more than tripled. Really? 10 million for the franchise. Back in the day. In 2006, I believe they bought it. Now it's 100 million. You know what they're valued at now? Hundred mil, isn't it? Seven hundred and five million. The twenty-fourth most valuable soccer team in the world. The Toronto Emma. Toronto FC. Okay, so guess what? They're going to get some of those players, like the the the, the Messies. We're going to get them because everyone loves Toronto. They got to figure out what their own guys now. <laughs> like in, uh, Bernadeschi. Pick the Rice guys. They pick these Italian guys. Not no no disrespect. Yeah, bear no disrespect. Okay, so they, they, like <laughs> these these some of these Italian guys. They came here and they 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 hit the trough, bro. Look, they—they're not like. Remember the parties? You guys had a party for. Oh them. my God! Everyone's so excited about Insigne. Okay, and what has he done? 
ate at some good restaurants. Just, just north of nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you got to pick the right guys. You know what? God bless him. He just retired. Um, Zoltan. Oh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. One of the, oh, he's one of my all-time favorites. Why didn't Toronto try to get him? I think he was done. Well, he was done in L.A. Yeah. too, but he was highly entertaining. I love. I the mean, guy. you know, with the the Leafs' history with Swedes, it uh, there, oh, yeah. there could have been a fit here. Uh, exactly. Yeah. There you go. And he, he just retired. He's forty one. Yeah, with uh, AC Milan, yeah. my uh, my Italian squad. But that's great, Dad. But he came over here and he had so much fun. Every time he had an interview, I ran to the TV. Oh, he's, he's must so... watch. He's so funny. Oh yeah, he was. But he played good too. Like he backed it up. There was a time. Um, about 10 years ago, I would have told you he was the third best player in the world. It was Messi, Ronaldo, Zlatan. Zlatan, yeah, at the time. And where did he come up? He came up when that Portuguese guy was good, didn't he? Who was the guy that head-butted the guy? Oh, no, that's completely... That was the French that's guy. A, yeah, or yeah. the French guy. Was he, was he, that was at the World Cup. That was Italy, but he was, But, okay, that was about 20 years ago, right? 2006, yeah. 2000, okay, but Zoltan was around then. That's when he started yeah, to make he, his he name. Was he was with, a young uh, guy. Yeah, he was playing with Juventus at that time as a young man. Because I remember something that was some kind of... Because he called the guy out. He said something about that. That's one of the first things I ever yeah. heard about the guy is he was a young punk and he called out... Uh, uh, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, I'm blanking on his name, too. Uh, Portuguese guy. Well... No, the French guy. Yeah. The French guy. And he's not Zidane. running like, yeah, Zidane. He called him out young. Yeah. And who is this guy? Who is this guy calling out Zidane? And now, you know what? He had some, he had some moxie. He had some balls. Oh, yeah. He scored some big goals. He won a couple championships, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. he won, didn't he? I don't think he won a champions, but he won a couple leagues, didn't he? Oh, of course he won a bunch of leagues. Like, he played with Paris for a long time. They yeah, won yeah. their league. Paris can't win Champions League, but That's what they I'm won saying. their they never, league every year. Yeah, but why did Messi go there? Because of money, too? Like, why didn't he stay with Paris? Paris is one of the biggest... They're, they're a big money team. Oh, for sure. But, but, like... Why don't they win champions? Oh, that's the big question. Manchester came in with money, which was Saudi money, by the way. People don't want to... Mm -hmm. People will forget that. Where was Manchester United... 50, I mean, Manchester City 15 years ago? Nowhere. Thank you. I didn't even know. The, you know the only reason I knew about Manchester United? The Gallagher United? brothers? 100%. <laughs> that's the only reason I knew about Manchester City, because remember, Noel got the guitar made... Man City. You ever that see the it. interview with him where they're like, what would you rather have, uh, your next album go platinum or uh, Manchester City winning the championship? He takes a pause. He's like, City all the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was at, well, that's the first time I heard about him. He got that yeah. guitar. He got the guitar made. And I'm going, who's Man City? And then all of a sudden you came, because they were the working man's team oh, yeah. in, in the city. You know what I mean? But now now you're living in Manchester. Now, this, this, let's get to the crux of the biscuit about Messi being righteous, which he's not. The Saudi money and social justice engineering, not. Let's move this out of the way. Let's go to a working class city, which Manchester is. Oh, oh yeah, okay. So they're the Philadelphia. They're the Philadelphia of England, so to speak. Okay? Sure. They're that, they're, they're that kind of city. So all these years they got this elitist team that's called Manchester United. Yeah. I knew about Manchester United. Everyone knows Manchester United. Because they were like Montreal Canadiens comparison and their dynasty. So right. how many years ago that? So Manchester United has been a dynasty for what? My whole life. Forever. Okay, all right. Now, in the city of Manchester, I did not know guys like me would not be Manchester United fans. <laughs> I, I, when I found out about that later, I went, what? No, because you would have been a Man City fan mm -hmm. because you were the team of the people. Mm -hmm. Man, you was a team for Hollywood and all that other, whatever right, you right. call it. All of a sudden, the Saudi money comes in. 
Now Man City is the talk of the town. What do guys like me say now in Manchester? Noel's loving it. Noel Gallagher's obviously oh, loving it. He's got to love it now. But what, what, what's, what makes you different from Man U now? Nothing Money much. changes yeah. everything. Okay, that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. My competition, we're going to go around. Money is filthy and everything like that is. I'm just saying this. And we had a span of 24 hours this week where if you were on a sports show or ticker, which we give the table is, look what you had to talk about. The live deal and the messy deal went down, what, within 48 hours of each other? Mm-hmm. These are game-changing, um, astronomical figures of money that we can't even grasp doing what to the competition. So you're going to see the MLS will become a better product then? MLS, you mean? I mean, MLS, yeah. yeah. Will they become a better product? I mean, they got messy. Miami's definitely, I mean, Miami's dead last right now in the East. They, they got nowhere to go but up. So you think Messi's going to be happy with losing? No, I'm saying he's going to help bring that team up, though. How far? We'll One see. guy in soccer can't do it. One guy. Messi can make a lot happen, though. Oh, and, I and agree. Playing against, like, some these, playing against some of these defenders. In oh, MLS. no, he's going to make some guys look yeah. silly. Okay, there's no doubt. Because Messi, we automatically put him with, like, being a great scorer, but he's a fantastic playmaker as well. We've seen it. we looking in the World Cup. Yeah. We, 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 we forget about that. Everyone talks about his scoring prowess. Yeah. Wait a second. You see the guy move the ball around? If someone, like, I'm not in your league about soccer, so I'm not going to cop to any of that. But I'm going to say this, is that if somebody wants to say he's the greatest player of all time, I have to do a little more research. Oh, he's in that conversation. He has to be in that conversation. I think he's better than Ronaldo, personally. Mm-hmm. Now that I've seen their bodies at work and watch how they're coming all over time, and neither one of these guys are clean whistle. Oh, aren't they great role model kind of guys? They went for the money. Yeah. And just are you going to see it the way it's played out, the way they are now? Come on. And that's what scares me about sports, buddy. That's that's all I'm saying, you know? But what scares me even more, can we get closer to home? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about our Toronto Blue Jays. We can hit, bro. See what happened last night? Yeah. Two times, two on, nobody out. What did we get? Zilch. Ashim, Ashim, zero, zero. Come on. Like, what's, come on. And we got to start talking to these guys. Like, Schneider, I think he's going to be a great manager. I think he's tweaking the team great yeah. and all doing all this stuff here. But there's little things that are going on in this team that go on in the dressing room or maybe it goes upstairs to the boardroom. Okay, Vladdy's getting away with too much. Someone reined that guy in. And why do they have to send Bass down? Because uh, he said the wrong thing. Okay. That's, so that's uh, my God. Who's I... starting today for us? The AAA guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. In Manoa spot. In Manoa spot. We're going to get to Manoa in a second. If you notice during the course of this show today, we've had we've gone off on some tangents that got a little out there that weren't answered and the strings aren't tied. But let's bring back all this social justice engineering and bring it right back to our backyard right here in Toronto where a guy had some religious beliefs or maybe he doesn't like gays just as cut to the chase on this which i don't understand anymore i thought like i, I that's what we have pride isn't it yeah. so we like to normalize things like i don't understand anybody that has any kind of thing about gay people shut up yeah, okay however however those shirts that they handed out at the Jays game last night were horrendous <laughs> the ugly that was, with a capital u oh they were so bad they were beyond bad and guess what, um, Pride Neighborhood? We don't have to buy into everything that you're doing. That's your gig. 
Mm-hmm. We respect it. I think it's it's a normal part of society. Let's go on and do our thing. But when you come to my house, I'm Montreal Canadian centric. You might get sick of it and leave because I'm going to try to shove it down your throats. So you don't have to take it. So I no, don't you're think- not you're not forcing people to wear a Montreal Canadian shirt. <clears throat> exactly. No? Alrighty, I'd love everybody to do that, but that's another story. <laughs> Fat chance for me. Oh, I don't think that'll ever happen. But my point is. Um, in respecting what's going on in our society today and how corrupted it's gotten and how money changes everything, we're going to have to start separating sports from these events. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because all it does is it causes unnecessary controversy. If this is the reason that Bass got sent down, I think it's more... Which be- it is. I'm Come gonna, on. I'm going to try to say it's because he was a reliever and they needed someone that could go longer as a starter. Aren't I bullshitting you? That, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a bunch of bullshit right there. I'm no, usually not I, good I, at I, that. I think even the Jays got into like the they basically like they didn't straight up say it's because of that, but then the um, the way Shapiro was talking about it, he said like him and Bass got into like a little bit of a heated argument about it. It's like, come on. Well, we he didn't get okay. Like, stop it. I don't even believe. I would love to know what's going on because here's what you have to remember. And I brought this up in shows before. Toronto may be the gayest, wokest city in North America. More than like Seattle or Vancouver? Oh yeah, even more. No, what? Even no, more. come on. No, because Vancouver is owned by the Chinese. Number one, that's 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 Hong Kong. How about Seattle? Seattle's just that weird. That IT crew came in there and all that uh, climate change and all that. So I don't know. Maybe, but they, but they don't have a pride parade like we do, or any of that. I kind think of that stuff. just might be because of like the size of the city, though. Seattle's supposed to be a big market, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but Seattle, yeah, but Toronto's like what top three in North America, though. Oh, agreed, agreed. But and, a, we, and we've been running this pride thing for forty years. Oh yeah. Okay, and and doing and, and let's not. not I, I want to talk about this. All of these things I'm saying in a positive light. Okay. I don't got anything against pride. No, and all of that. Yeah. What I'm doing is let's not cross the lines anymore. Now, how did we cross the lines so far? We got to this point. Where's Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. end of story. Number two. I'm sorry that Brittany Griner's first game in the WNBA <laughs> wasn't sell out. out. I'm sorry. Okay, is that that was news? Okay, <laughs> the games were never sold out before. Why are they going to be sold out now? I know. What? Just Come everyone on. thought because the uh, the Canada game sold out that oh, uh, the room was papered. Well, I mean, also it's just like it's a it's not exactly a gimmick here, but it's a one off, right? People are going to get excited because like, oh, it's we don't it's something we don't have here that's here now. It's they, on sports, not the game. Yeah. Like this weekend, we're getting all the WNBA. And you know what? Let's let's wait a second here. I'm not. I don't want to deride the WNBA product. By the way, if you, you know, it's it's solid basketball. Yeah. Okay. But guess what? Um, I watch more lacrosse. So if, if there's WNBA on or lacrosse game on, I'm watching the lacrosse game. Uh, Sorry, well, is I that think, my I think preference? I've told you about this though. I'm gonna make an effort this summer to try and watch more WNBA games because I, I just want to see. I, I'm just curious about the product. You I'm going to spend more time in the park getting my dog to see if he can bring me back a ball. I'm going to throw the ball and see if I can teach my dog to bring back. You know what? I don't mind the WNBA product, but I just find it slow for me. Okay. Well, the women's game is slow. It's yeah. a little bit slower. You so, see it even at like the college level here at the games that I call for Humber. Okay, so what I'm going to say is this, and I might be. This is why I'm the greatest hypocrite in sports. I'm going to have to accept that notion. Is this? I'm a basketball junkie. I've been watching this since as a kid. Not quite as feverently as hockey, but maybe I watch basketball more now. I'm really glad you came to the table because it's up my hockey acumen. People even notice, Chris. You 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 were strictly Habs. Now you know so much more. But uh, you do, but you don't. But I always knew more about basketball. My point being is that's my personal preference right 
Okay, so what he has to do is if the WNBA can sell your product, you're going to watch more games. I'm going to try to watch more games. Right. But okay, if I've only got one screen on, okay, and it's the Canadian Open or Brittany Griner, what am I watching? <laughs> sure, Canadian Open. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But you have more than one screen, though. I've seen your setup. Okay, I know that, so I can get away <laughs> with that. But I'm just saying, if I only had one screen, um, yeah. can I, interesting thing about, going to tell you, when you go to multi-screen sports watching, as I do, and listening to music while I'm watching the games, I will tell you this, you will turn up the hockey game first. I'm going to tell you why, because hockey is an amazing game. I'm starting to believe more than because I'm watching much now. And, I, and as a kid, I knew this, but then I went to my football. Yeah. And I went to that, which money changes those because of point spreads and all that, mm -hmm. which is hard to have in hockey. But you have to listen to hockey sometimes because um, the speed of the game. Yeah, it moves so fast. It moves so fast because you got you to you turn up. Now, sometimes like. And I, you really don't get the full hockey experience watching it on TV, though. No, live is even yeah. more insane. Okay, but that was my okay. That's what I'm getting at. So when I have my multi-screen, is I'm thinking that if I went to a WNBA game live, I would enjoy the experience more than watching it on my TV. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should go to a W. Oh no, there's no WNBA in Toronto. They just had one game, which I believe the room was. Paper. I think there is. We are going to get a team here in the next five years, though. Oh, less than that. I'm saying okay, a season I was, away. I guess I was no, getting no, no, a conservative no. estimate. No, no, no. I you know Drake's going to be part owner. I think they're uh, going to try and get MLSE involved. I don't know if that's going to work oh, out. Yeah, but. Because you know what? You need a groundswell basis like that to get people's attention to get it going. Yeah. Okay, and I agree with that. But I'm just going to tell you this. You have, to, you have to sell your product in a way that you have to find a majority of people to go there. Lacrosse is making it in Toronto, but how, how big is Lacrosse? It's not even in Toronto anymore. We've talked about this. Oh, yeah, that's right. They yeah, moved yeah, to Hamilton. Saying, yeah, more than that. But that's what I'm saying. So I'm interested in, in Lacrosse, but obviously I didn't support it enough to keep them playing enough games at Scotiabank Arena, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're, where are we going? It's all about the money. And what happens when I find the money is the money puts things to the forefront so you see it more. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the CBC telling us about the liberals. If you watch any CBC, you'd be corrupted. You know what I mean? So let's go full circle on this. Are Saudi money corrupting it, or is just bringing um, a higher level of competition to bigger places in the world? Oh, sure. They're just adding more money into the pot, right? I don't know if it's making the game better. Okay? <laughs> no. I'm saying the only one that's winning is a battalion of lawyers. And agents. And a, the scumbags. I call them both. I'm not even more, okay? Now, we got off on a bit of a tangent here away from the Blue Jays, but... Okay, so let's get back to the Blue Jays, and here's the biggest problem right now. Do you notice that Manoa got sent down? He didn't get sent down to Buffalo? Yeah. Where did he got sent to? Was it, I never even heard of this before. The oh, Florida, I've heard of this place. You know where you go there to go? What's it the, called, though? The Florida what league? Uh, complex, tie your shoes, and lose weight. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a workout facility first where you work on your game, where you get... Cardio, um, work on your mechanics. Mechanics, uh, what do you call that? Plata, what, you know, what was that other platter, that black guy was on TV all the time? Pilates. Oh, Pilates. Okay, yeah. all that kind of shit goes on in that place because it's about your fitness first. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what that Despite kind of, what some people may think of baseball. Stop it right now. That's what But I'm that's the common criticism of baseball crews. Let's not beat around oh, the bush. I, since as a kid. Since as a kid. Okay, I, I get it. You know what I mean? You can play baseball with a beer belly. I yeah. got it. All right. Manoa, you're too goddamn big. 
The last started out there. You see how, you know, in my theory is, when you don't have your control, knows the balls are up in the air. Mm -hmm. Why was so many balls up in the air? Because he doesn't have his control. He had too much. I, and, and you know what? They really think, same thing, and here in the house it happens, we're going to cross that line is, nobody wants to say something because in this politically correct social justice engineering, if we say anything about his weight, we are what? Body shaming? Oh, yeah, him and Kirk with this okay. team. You're not allowed to talk about their weight. They're fat guys. Come on, stop <laughs> it. I'm going to say it. I love Manoa. You know that. I love the guy. Get in shape. Run some run some stairs because it's affecting your mechanics. He hasn't lost his speed, no. which if you lost your speed, we'd be, we'd be worried. But you haven't lost your speed. You lost your mechanics, buddy, and now you feel like a little bitch because you were the guy out in the mound cursing people and being all badass. How are you going to be all badass now when you're going up against Tatis and he goes, weren't you in freaking the Florida complex last week, buddy? So when he comes back, he better be blowing people away or they're going to eat him oh, to yeah. breakfast because now they're saying it's the psychological part of the game. Mm -hmm. Ah, <laughs> what are we going there? Psychological. Yeah. Roy Holiday only went down for 90 days. Remember the famous, you're too young? Yeah, 2000 season, Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. He got sent down, but he went down for, they said his return. Thank God I happened watching um, the show at 5 o'clock on TSN. Those guys actually brought out a, a, a point, and they said it was they, someone researched. It was PTI? Not, no, uh, no, uh, over, the overdrive. Oh, guys, okay. I just watched the other day because I wanted to see what they said about the live tour. Yeah. But they, um, what were they, they brought up, because it, that all went down too. Manoa, Liv, Messi, it was a busy yeah, stretch yeah. there. And uh, someone researched it, and um, Halliday went down for 92 days. Came back to Cy Young, Hall of Famer. Yep. So let's not say that. Now, what I'm scared of. Toronto legend. Okay, I don't want him to become Shishin or Romero. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, who is the guy guys. with, and where's Syndergaard? Another guy. We can't develop pitchers. I remember when we traded well, Syndergaard. Yeah, we, we traded away while he was still in the system, though. But I thought he was going to be a star. Who was the guy with him at the time? I meant to research. We had two pitchers. We had Syndergaard and what's his name? And he went to Minnesota, and he was supposed to be our big starter. And he turned on the same thing like Manoa. Yeah. Came up for a few starts, lost his shit, and we've never seen him again. I'm, I'm nervous. I think Manoa had a different makeup. But when you've seen him the last couple yeah, of games... Yeah, because Manoa and, 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 didn't spend that much time in the minors. No. Okay, but now that he's back, he, he looked frazzled. From a guy that was Mr. Confident, yep. getting on MLB, Mike and the guy up, violence yeah, for the the, game, yeah. the whole nine yards, and where is he now? You know, I'd like to say he'd have his tails between his legs, but that's minor compared to what happened. Yeah. He didn't go to Buffalo. So what he's going to do, he's going to have to go to the complex, okay? Then he's going to have to have at least three rehab starts. Because mm -hmm. what did Shapiro said? He's going to miss at least, um, we have to go five times in the rotation. Before he gets back, so five times is what? So that's a month at least. A month. So, but uh, but but what if he's still not having it? He's gonna have to have a rehab start in Buffalo. They just can't put him back on the mountain. Obviously, don't. yeah. Okay, so what's gonna happen? What What do you think? We get him back before the end of the season? I I hope. I don't know. I honestly oh, don't I know. hope. He's the front end of our rotation. He's now put a dent in us winning the division. Last time I checked, wasn't he the first guy on the mound for yep. the start of the season? That hurts, bro. That's a that's a big bullet you just lost. Come on. Yeah, and only we, two quality starts out of 13. Okay, and Kikuchi had more. He had another one last night. That's yep. a quality start, isn't it? Yeah, and on Kikuchi's ERA is lower than his by two. So they were very smart last night. They yanked him out in the nick of time. He he was hanging on for dear life last night. You have to admit it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Kikuchi, we all know that he's not going to be on the playoff roster, right? Why not? You don't you you don't think you you think he will be one out on a left-handed hitter, or he's not good enough to be one. I, I would I would just stick with our bullpen guys. 
I'm still going with our bullpen will be the best in the majors by the end of the year. I'm still going to cop that. Look at last night. They came in. They're learning to use different guys on night. Our boy Garcia got into a game. Looked like the old Garcia. Because maybe at the beginning of the year, you're using him too much. Because we were Nate Pearson threw some good innings. There you go. But we didn't have Nate Pearson. We weren't talking about Nate Pearson or Trevor Richards at the beginning of the year, were we? No. We, were talking we, about, we probably should have been. Yes, we should. We were talking <laughs> about Garcia and those guys. Yeah. But now that they're balancing who goes in and where in their spots, and I still say that Swanson may be our closer by the end of the oh, year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing against our boy Romano, because you know I like him, but Romano has done a lot but. of it. <laughs> and at the house that happens we know what happens when you what comes after but and i but you know romano did his job last night but look at the other night when the one was a warning track shot oh my god that, that was that was a hold your breath no your kidding moment. you went oh no oh no first pitch as well first pitch rocked but oh I, my you know, god. i've noticed i've noticed this there's a little thing going on about toronto relief pitchers guys are swinging at first pitches on other teams. There must be a book or well, something. Even, Pay I, attention. I've noticed that. They come up. They hack. Swanson came in the other night. A guy like, ripped one foul. Yeah. Thank God he ripped well, it e- foul. Even uh, the Jays commentators, they're kind of criticizing the like Romano's approach uh, to coming into the relief in that game where it was like basically all game like the Houston guys just couldn't find Bassett's. You know, like it was, he was like threading the needle, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden like Romano just comes out there with like what with some horrible pitches and they're just nailing them right away. He threw a batting practice fastball. Yeah, right away. But I mean, but, but well, what what is um what's Romano is not known for his off-speed stuff. He's known for that tricky fastball that goes with his slider and they look the same. Is mm-hmm. is maybe the batter's catching up on him? Maybe he's got to find another pitch. Maybe. I don't want to get rid of the guy. We still need him. Come on, he gets out. Oh, he's got to he be. In the, he's got to be in the bullpen and some high oh, leverage situ- situations. Oh yeah, no doubt. But I'm just saying, as long as we don't use him too much, because mm-hmm. it's his strength. I think it's his body strength. Easy, exact opposite of Manoa. Why does Manoa take a few pounds and put him on Romano? <laughs> that would that would work out for me. Because sometimes I look at Romano on the mound. He looks like he missed a meal or something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? My number one bitch about the Toronto Blue Jays is this: hitting. They don't fucking hit sorry for swearing i don't swear in the air very often but come on bro we don't hit no they definitely need another bat we've talked about okay this. so i didn't find my solution yet but i'm going to say that what we need is a left-handed power bat in this lineup Varsho is not it every time he hits a home run it's in a nothing situation he never hits a big... Brandon now, Belt's bats has come around, though. Okay, and you, I'll give you credit, because I was saying, I don't know about this Brandon Belt guy. And, like and, and he's in there. Argues too much with the, with the umps. He's never going to get a call. He's going to shut up. He's just mouthing umps too much. Fair. Because, I mean, he's got the reputation as a San Francisco guy and all that stuff. Yeah. But he's not going to get a call. If you keep... Every time you rip the ref... Yeah, the ump, yeah. The ump, yeah. He's ripping the ump every... And some of the calls are bad, okay? Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, you look at Brandon Belt's career, he was always like a solid, not great hitter in, in a tough ballpark as well. San Francisco, despite oh, yeah, yeah, all those yeah. Barry Bonds highlights, it's not a oh, very yeah. left, left-handed, friendly no, park. No, no, AT, de- or, or they call it, it's not AT, Oracle Park? Oracle, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. I will go there, okay? So what I'm saying is that I think what's the Jays are going to stay in contention because of the strength of this pitching staff. But we're in a big hole right now because we don't know what this kid's starting today. I think his name's Redden. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, but in any event, until we see what he happens, it's going to be a bullpen day, and I don't want to go the Tampa Bay route. 
because I think Tampa Bay is a big front runner. They're the rabbit in the hair. I think they're going to run away with the, the division at this point. They're, oh. all, they're going to have like a 110 win season. The I way don't it's know going. if it's going to go that far. I think it's going to catch up in the second half where they're going to have their little slump. I say they're going to win a hunt. Richard, oh, it's actually Trevor Richards starting today for the Jays. No. Why? So was he scheduled for three? I guess. It's like a bullpen day. See, this is what I don't like. Okay, so okay, so you can only go three. Yeah, you would think. I oh. would be shocked if it's more than that. I'm I'm even disappointed. I think he's got potential closer in his game. True. See, you see his last few outings. Yeah, he's been undone. No, he's been great. Game. Yeah. Okay. Him and Pearson both have been great. So he's he starting. Was, I would like to pencil him as in, in as like a seventh inning guy. I oh, hundred percent. I think he's that'd already, be the role for him. Uh, uh, moving his way up the ladder to eventual closer stuff. But when he came onto the scene, he was supposed to be a starter. He's been in our system a couple of years. Oh, well, I, know. I know that. I, I remember, remember they, he was tapped as a starter was, years and, ago. And, yeah. and, I, and I don't know what happened to his starter status. He had some that. Did, did he have a Tommy John or did he have that oblique or he had a shoulder? He had some injury. Yeah. But now he looks solid. He's starting today. Makes yes. me nervous. Makes me very nervous. In any event, another thing that I've seen is Bo Bichette still made the air at the wrong time at shortstop because he's not there. And why was Espinal playing third base because we're giving Chapman a day off? And Murray feels back in left field, which I thought he was playing so much good second baseman. Why can't we leave him there? And the Toronto Blue Jays have issues. Yeah. You know? On I the, mean, on I the know. defensive Schneider, end. Schneider makes some good decisions, but he also makes some... Uh, questionable ones he will best. not be fired this year i don't think he will be no and i, I hate that talk i'm gonna come up like, i think he's gonna be here for a couple of years because how do you get a great manager they eventually have to develop buck showwater right. started somewhere you know tommy Larusa started somewhere mm -hmm. you know what i mean how do you get develop these guys so to speak but i'm saying this much and i'm going to go back to the one rant that i've been saying forever is that we gave up too much offense and did not get back enough defense yep i mean that's looking like the case you know what i mean but our pitching will get us there. Yeah. Get me there. But what, what does it happen? How many quality starts have we wasted? We lost last night. Oh, boy. Yeah, another. The quality start. We <laughs> let out the one. window. We let out the window. Why? Because we did what? We couldn't hit the ball. You, okay, I'll take it once. What? One, in, one, in, one for 16 with runners in scoring position. Mm -hmm. Come on. Is that a hitting team? And we're in a hitting park supposed to be. Uh, even though I told you there's that's not, I know, may, I know, might not I'm look not, like, uh, that might not be the case. Okay, so let's just take it this way then. Um, we're going to figure that out over the course of the season where it's going to go. But I think our pitching is going to hold us up. But I think right now we should be looking around. Cincinnati's got a couple pitchers I'm going to bring up next time because we're running late. And we want to keep this close to 90. Um, uh our, our showtime so yeah. you'll not be here forever so I'm just going to say this I think our pitching is going to hold us up I want to give a big shout out to uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and the Detroit Tigers who made great surges and now are falling back to earth the way that they are I'm hoping both teams can sustain what oh. they're doing because Arizona has been I was just going to say the AL Central looks like the most Gar pathetic oh it's just Minnesota's in first place with a 500 record, record. Um, oh, my God. I know that. But it was still, I'm, I got some Tiger love. You know that. But so Pittsburgh, they're still in first place. Yeah, they, they, they hand it on to because that's the second worst division in baseball. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay? When you think about it, those so central divisions are horrible. Mm -hmm. I think that the NL West is going to be the dogfight of dogfights by the time you get around to September. If San the Padres Diego, can wake up especially. Well, yeah. they're starting to. They're yeah. turning it around slowly, and they can hit. when They, they oh, come sure. up good. You know what I mean? You Darvish uh, threw a gem, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they're... Their starters are okay. The thing is, I'm saying is the American League East is still the toughest. 
Even oh, though the NL West, NL West is pretty tough, though, with Arizona re- rearing their head the way it is. Because remember, San Francisco but was the, supposed to be a contender. But the AL East, though, it's the consistency. Like, oh. Boston's in last oh. place, and they're 500. Oh. Oh, like no the kidding. NL West doesn't have that. Colorado is what oh, twenty six well, and thirty nine. Well, They're well, garbage. Well, that's the the albatross of that there. So no, definitely the the NL the AL East. It, traditionally, my whole life, it's been that way because it boils back to one thing: what money. money. So the thing is, here's the hypocritical part of it. In this division, we have Tampa Bay and we have Baltimore, and who are the top two teams in the division this year? Tampa Bay and Baltimore. That's insane. And the teams that are supposedly have what? No money. But Tampa Bay, I mean, they have, oh, three, a, MV, they have three MVP candidates. Oh, 100%. You know, you, you're the shortstop there. Maybe, uh, what's his name? Wonder Franco. You're, yeah, I think he's I think a little eight, bit more than uh, the right fielder or the left fielder, Alizario. Al but even Yandy Diaz, their first oh, baseman, he's, 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 he's in the great. cover of the ball. Oh, he's, the, you know what I mean? And they're I think playing. it's going to come between those two for MVP, at least like the halfway as, mark. As we're here now. Yeah. But you know, another thing is about Tampa Bay, which you got to give them credit to, they don't make errors. No, always, great fielding's they, always they, been their, they're, their they're bread pitching and butter. In, pitching in defense, even though they've got pitchers all over the league now and all kinds of staffs from temp, Tampa Bay from the last 10 years. It's yeah. really surprising what's come out of there. But um, but, but we got to have pitching in defense too. Our defense is, is solid. Yeah. You know what we do? We make the great catch, and it's on that highlight reel. And then the next time, Varsho goes the wrong way and the ball goes over his head. <laughs> So you, uh, I seen him make a Guriel. You seen that play the other night? Did yep. that look like Guriel to you? Yep. He went the wrong way. I said, "Hey, Guriel does that all the time." Hey, Marshall, <laughs> I guess it's left field. And then you notice the next night, Murfield um, was out there. The very next yep. game, what happened? They put him out there. So that's just saying we gave up too much defense for offense, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. In any event, as we're going to wind this down, I think there's a couple things you wanted to say to clean up on. Um, on uh, just some generalities that are happening in our sports world? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, congratulations to uh, Zwacek. She just won the French Open. Third time oh, in, she just won it? Third time in four years. I know. Unbelievable. She's she's outstanding. Can we just have a little shout-out that what happens in sports yesterday? Did you see uh, Alcaraz cramp up in what was potentially going to be a – I was with Djokovic and Alcaraz in the, sec, in the yeah, assembly finals. Yeah, I heard about this. Oh, the first two sets were some like were like I'm talking top like why you want to watch tennis. Yeah. That's why you watched it. The kids leg, legs cramped up. It was over. The Joker Shit. blew him right off the court. And I felt and you know what was really gracious about that? That is how uh, Djokovic um, um, said that's sports. Kid, yeah. you're going to have a lot of chances. If you, he was very graceful about about defeats. You know what I'm saying? That's any, good to see. Yes. Any other generalities you want to say before I close with something? Uh, the Cole Caulfield contract in Montreal. Now, I would love to shit on this as a Leaf fan, but, I mean, I think you guys got a great deal here. I think we got an insane deal. If you are correct about the salary cap increase, you know what I mean? Maybe we can give the guy from Winnipeg nine, even though I don't want to. The scuttlebutt on him is insane. Every time you turn up a thing about hockey, oh, I know it's it's Winnipeg, Montreal. What's going on? Who's the draft? Because the draft's got to be coming soon. Yeah, June twenty eighth, I believe, is day one. Yeah. My question there though is, what is Montreal going to have to give up? Obviously, I would assume the the Florida pick would have to be involved. Hundred percent. Who else are you giving though? A roster player? Who's that going to be? We uh, give them both our first rounders this year. Oh, you want to give up the top five? That's a that's a crazy. I was not expecting that cruise. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Because we're not going to give the Russians and the other two guys are questionable. This is not the greatest draft in the world. 
They're it's looking like a really good draft. A lot of it, well, we never know. We we talk nah, about but we've talked about this. Where if we like, take a defenseman, I'm good. I didn't want to defend. This draft never, is loaded with forwards. I hear thing. that. Ah, yeah. Screw it. How do you know? Look, we just talked about the draft in the NBA the year that Jimmy Butler took twentieth. Why don't nah, we take? Well, we're talking like? apples and oranges here in hockey. Like the last time a draft was draft was this hyped was 2015, and guess what? It lived oh, up to uh, it. Oh, agreed, agreed. Okay, I'm uh, okay. You got a point there. However, I want a defenseman. I'm sure all these some, forwards. First of all, none of them are big. You guys could trade down. I'll do the trade down there, yeah. but no. But if we're going to get uh, Dubois, I should learn how to say his Luke Dubois. I should say his name properly in French is we I I would you know what the kid's only 24 mm-hmm. okay he's a proven NHL commodity he's a big winger guy he can score he can bang we he'd be he'd fit in with our number one pick last year and with the Josh Anderson yeah. so we'd have three guys like that on your lineup which would be great in the playoffs so why not give up the draft choice if it's going to be the guarantee for that type of player Fair enough, but Winnipeg's going to want a roster player too. And screw I don't... you, Winnipeg, you're a mess. You didn't do nothing <laughs> in the trade deadline. That's why you're the bitches that you are. I don't. I'm not. Remember that we said the trade deadline. Remember, remember. Go back and what check the show. What does that have to do with anything, though? Because I, I hyped them up. I remember. I go back to January. I said nice things about Winnipeg. What did they do? Drive right off the cliff. They didn't even try. Okay, so, well, I feel so, so for the why fans. is this game so this is personal? <laughs> because I'm saying, give us the guy. You ain't getting nothing oh, else. Man. You ain't getting nothing else. I would, for me, the guy looks like. Like the guy you would want to give up is Christian Dvorak, but he's got an eight-team no-trade list. I, I we feel- gave him that. Yeah, Bergevin. I think that was a Bergevin signing. That's why another reason why he's not getting another job. <laughs> Schmuck. Yeah. I don't know. No. No. I did not know that. That's news to me. I'd give him up. I'd give him up. I in a feel like he's going to put Winnipeg on his no-trade list. So good oh, luck. Oh, of yeah. course he ain't going to Winnipeg. Who's going to Winnipeg? Yeah. I was going to say something, but it would have been politically incorrect. Considering Red River goes through Winnipeg, so yeah. I'll shut up. Uh, okay. Another thing I want to—oh God! Another thing I want to bring up is uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets making a couple trades for a defenseman. I think that's an interesting move. Well, you know what this is fueled by? Who's their incoming coach? On who? Mike Babcock. Oh, right. Now the the funny thing about the Provorov one is. Back in 2015, the word was that Babcock didn't want Marner. He wanted a defenseman. Early word was that it was Hannafin, but then it eventually came out later that he wanted Provorov. Interesting. And now he's got Provorov. There you go. Who, like people like to call Chris Pronger light, which I think could be very interesting. I've heard that expression too, but I don't think that he hits enough. That's that's why he's Chris Pronger light. <laughs> okay, All right. good point, good point. But he has he has that potential under Babcock, who's supposed to be a good defenseman coach. Yeah. That's been his rep way back from Detroit and all those other teams, and you check the trails going along now, there. Now, Columbus, the thing that they really need, though, is a center. Too bad they don't have Dubois anymore, I guess. Okay, well, well, you can't have everything that you want. But I think it's good when they make the trade the way they did it. If you're saying the salary cap moves the way it is, that was a sign-in trade for, for Buddy that they got for the eight years. In a few years, and he's young, your salary cap's going to be good. So I'm just going to say this in context of that, and you're going to say I'm a homer about it. Montreal seems to be with Hughes. This is a new management team, and they're looking long-term. Is that We seem to be going into that. Yeah. Sign them early and get your six defensemen theory. We won't worry about our goalie. We won't worry about number one scorer, even though Dubois would be great on our team. Because um, we're, we're, we still got Anderson. We still got jo- Jabalomski. Guys Arbor, that Arbor, uh, Jack guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, back there too. Yeah. yeah, so we're good. You know what I'm saying? Like we. So what I'm saying is this. Here's, my, here's what I'm saying is Logan Mayu. Had his talk with the commissioner. We don't know what the results yeah. are. 
Oh, actually, speaking of something that the commissioner is going to reveal, I want to get to that later in a sec. But. Okay, but anyways, so he's already talked there. So what I'm doing is I'm pumping the tires of the Montreal Canadiens having an outside shot of making the playoffs next year because I don't want to cont- I don't want to be rebuilding for a uh, hundred years. I think you need to have a little bit more of a long-term approach because I don't need. We are. This I, is a long-term well, hold approach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That I can work immediately. I don't think that's. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of talking out your both sides of your mouth now. I think I think Montreal they want to get just out of the basement next year. I think that's their goal. If playoff happens, great. But I don't think that's. I don't think those are their expectations. I think we should shoot for a playoff spot. We should. Well, start of course, you always shoot for a playoff. But don't spot. tell me we're, we're contending. We're getting in the basement. I don't want that. I want to say that we're going to be competitive every game when we got a shot at things. You know what I mean? Win a few more of those close games that we lost last year. I'm just saying. I think your roster's got a little bit more to go. Especially, it's look at look at the Atlantic Division. Okay. No, but I'm I'm not I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. Okay. I'm gonna get. I'm I'm taking a lot of flack from a lot of places. I'm going because my theory is this: Why can't the Montreal Canadiens be the next first Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup again? Because you guys keep falling down. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to do in a generality before we get out the door? Uh, I think that's about it. Okay, so there's one thing before we want to go is that we hope that all the people are listening. We're going to do a little bit more promotion, especially on my part, to get you out there because I'm screaming at the house that happens, says, let's go about this in a competition kind of way. So as we go out the door, I want to say one thing that I, I, I'm not understanding in the history of sports, and it might be money, it might be the way that the lawyers play the game or things that are happening, but I want to have a quick go out to go about UFC as opposed to boxing. And in my lifetime, I'm, I'm saying that's what has ruined sports. And I'm going to tell you why. Nobody has patience this day. It's instant gratification, and that's why gambling is here. Once upon a time when you had a UFC fight that was going on, everybody knew who it was going to be because it was new. Now they've saturated to the market so badly as there's a big fight tonight. Who's yeah. fighting? Do you know? Uh, you- the Lioness. I forgot what her name is. She's from Brazil. I'm blanking now. I'm not Nine, big. I'm Nunes, not big. Amanda Nunez. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she now that is your big market fight for tonight in the UFC. Yeah. 20 years ago, that'd be unheard of. So I'm glad that the evolution of sport is that a woman can command that much attention to make it one of the headliners in the sports. However, we've got an Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford fight in the welterweight division with two undefeated champions. These guys are both 30 and 0. This is big time. If this was 20 years ago, this would be Hearns Leonard. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be something like that. But why isn't it gone that way? Because what has boxing done? Have they eaten the golden egg because the guys wouldn't let each other fight each other? So it's going on so long that we wait too long for the fight? Yeah. Is the Pacquiao-Mayweather thing that was the, the um, straw that uh, broke the camel's boxing back? Boxing was already on its way down during that fight, too. UFC was already bigger, especially with my generation. No exactly, care. because yeah. you had the Conor McGregor, you had that Kale, you had John Paul Jones, you had all those guys, and they were, had them on every week, and everybody knew about it, and the fights were big, and now did you guys wear your welcome out? Because now we're down to Nunez as your fighter on a Saturday night. You know what I'm getting at? There's not no, enough I, of I one think, yeah, but and I, not enough of the other. Like, how did that happen? That's what I want to know. Well, and it, it became about competition, but it came about the instantaneous desire to have things happen faster. And UFC is what? Three five-minute rounds, knock the guy out. Boxing's a sweet science. Sometimes used to go 15. Mm-hmm. So we've lost some level of something in the competition, don't you think? 
I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough for me to say as an outsider of like both of these sports. I'm not really oh, a fan. I am. I'm, I'm a huge boxing yeah. guy. I was never a UFC guy because what I said when they give them clubs. That's what I say. Because first of all, I think it's a very amateur sport. To me personally, oh, they're great fighters. No, they cold cock each other like a bar fight. <laughs> One's asleep and it's over. And that's where our society is gone. Instant gratification. Can I bet on the yeah, 20 but, foot uh, but MMA, right it's like it's kind of like the car- combination, like all the fighting styles, basically. So it's a jack of all trades, and nobody's great. I don't buy that at all. I think it's more technical. Really? Yeah. Than boxing? Yeah. In what way? Every way. The grappling start? Grappling, the like the what, you kick, you have to punch, like it's everything in one. That's like you're a decathlete, and that's why they were never thought of as much as the hundred yard dash guys. You remember the 100-yard dash guys? You remember the decathlete guys? No. Uh, well, that's that's what you remember Sugar Ray Leonard. I don't remember Kale Okay, Shonen. but like, I can tell you who uh, like a bunch of the guys in the UFC are. I can't tell you any boxers. Well, that's because that's my point. Something went wrong in the boxing game where these guys manipulated it to wait for these big fights. They waited so long that the fights didn't produce it the way that they are. Where Meanwhile, every week or once a month, UFC was coming out with these mad knockouts. Mad crazy shit that people go, did you see that guy get his skull well, yeah. splattered and I mean, everybody whatever. Too, too bad, so sad for boxing. They fucked up. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So, But I, the uh, competition level was better. Like, the actual product was better. I really believe it was. Like, the classic fights. You don't I hear- know, but boxing, there's a lot of that, like, the guy just, like, dancing around the ring so, too much. I, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's I got it. I got boxing. it. And, nobody, and nobody's not engaging enough, so it's over. So what am I going to talk about? Tell me the classic. Okay, I can talk about... Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, Thrilla in Manila. I can talk about uh, Hearns, Hagler, best three-round fight in the history of boxing. You can talk about Alexis Arguello fighting Aaron Pryor in the greatest welterweight fight of all time. What is the classic UFC fight? Again, I'm not the best person to talk to about this. I have some friends that could tell you this. Okay, well, you know what? We're going to bring them on. But I know but there's a string with the women's division where there was like, uh, when Ronda Rousey was not top, she lost the belt to, uh, oh my God. I'm the like, Holmes girl. Holmes. And Great then she legs, lost loved it. her. Uh, no, she lost it to um, Misha Tate, who I think is like way hotter. Oh yeah, she was too. But where's Misha Tate right now? She's doing broadcasting. And then she lost it to Nunes. She got destroyed by Nunes. It was that whole string that I thought was Oh fantastic. yeah, but I think that Holmes, she comes back because like, um, What's your name? That she's a broadcaster now. We just mentioned her name. Misha she, Tate. Yeah, when she beat Holmes, she caught her lucky. I thought. You thought so? Yeah, because Holmes did, did, got, got got tricked. She even admitted because I think Holmes has she lost since then. She's only lost one since then. I think so. Yeah, so she's come back fighting. Where's you know, she's in the press box because she knows want to get her ass kicked. After she got kicked like that, she ran away. I thought Ron, 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 uh, Ronda Rousey was the biggest fraud in the history of fighting. Oh, she was in a weak division. Everyone knew that. Okay, but I mean, she was a fraud. That's what I'm talking about. They pumped it up that this is what you want to watch. It was instantaneous. She looked good in hot pants. All the guys fell for it, and she was a terrible fighter. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So Actually, we have a poster of Chewies of another great uh, women's fight. Uh, Zerchak versus... Uh, Oh my god, the the Chinese girl. Oh yeah, that, where like a, uh, her head like blew, blew up, up like a balloon. Uh, oh my god, that was awful. That was one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. Well, we remember that because it was a great fight. Well, remember just because of the brain contusion. Oh, it was a great fight too. Oh, it was. Back it was. And yeah, forth. yeah. It went the whole distance too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It did. That was gay. In any event, I, I'm bringing it full circle to end the show in this way. I wanted to say that what the hell is going on with the money? Is the money ruining our games? I don't know. I'm going to be watching the hockey game tonight. I'm going to be watching the basketball game. I'm going to tune into the freaking Canadian Open. So that makes me a complete hypocrite, does it not? 
It's always been about the money, though. Let's be real. That, that, like I said, though, everything's changed and nothing's changed. Point well taken. On that note, I've got nothing else to say for the biggest mouth that I have here. I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know what, Andrew, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is, in my lifetime, this has been a weird week of looking at sports for me. It you really know, has it's been. been a, and like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm much older than you, which doesn't matter. But, I mean, take, take this back in the history of sports. This has just been a weird week yeah. in the whole configuration of why I watch games. Yeah, there's been, like, crazy days in sports. Like, there was the day that, you know, there was the Subban trade, the Taylor Hall trade, and Stamco signing back with Tampa. Yeah. That was a crazy day, but that's, yeah. like, kind of just in the circle of hockey, right? Exactly. Now we've had, like, three sports with three crazy-ass shit going on. You know what I with, mean? With worldwide, you know. With worldwide yeah. implications, yeah. social justice engineering impl implications, battalions of lawyers, and oh my God, I'm glad I got four screens because then I can watch four games at once. Amen. And on that note, we want to thank you once again for watching The House That Happens. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Millennium. And we keep the vibe alive. <laughs>